You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the USA, and with me in the state of Michigan, this is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm upset, Phil. I'm very upset. Yes, yes. I, I see the, the piss boy rants coming, Well, but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, so, uh, Eric, what, what is this podcast and where can people find us? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you hit your head? <laughs> As you just said, this is, you know, nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, and you can find it under the umbrella of dark discussions. Uh, this podcast is a spinoff of dark discussions, uh, which can be found at darkdiscussions.com. You can find all the back episodes of this podcast as well as the main Dark Discussions podcast and our other spinoff co- podcasts, uh, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots about Westworld and uh, Searching for American Gods about the show American Gods. Uh, that's right. That's right. Uh, so uh, the email for us here at You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast is darkdiscussions at AOL.com. And our discussion board is actually under Dark Discussions podcast Facebook group. So uh, go to either of those. And there's two ways you can, uh, I guess, uh, get the, the, the feed of You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. And one is to search for You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast on the usual suspects, such as Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. However, if you like to hear us and would like to hear us more than just on this podcast, you can uh, actually subscribe to Dark Discussions podcast on all those same places I just mentioned, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. And that feed actually will have You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, Game of Thrones podcast, but also all the other podcasts that Eric mentioned, including Dark Discussions, which is a weekly podcast that discusses uh, genre film and critiques and reviews. So sci-fi, horror, thrillers, techno-thrillers, mysteries, fantasy, art house, cult films, and midnight movies, grindhouse, and whatnot. All right. So I think that's it for there. So I guess we can uh, get into our email section. Uh, But first, before we do the email section, we should say spoiler alert, because some of these emails may include the spoilers, but I assume anybody who's listening to this episode of You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, Game of Thrones podcast has already watched last night's episode or... Whenever if you, you watch. haven't, then go do that first. Yeah, this is yeah. this is this is spoiling just just so people are aware. We are going That's... to spoil the fuck out of the first seventy-one episodes of Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, an episode that we're going to talk about tonight is called "The Last of the Starks," which is number seventy-one, as Mike mentioned, or episode four, season eight. Uh, it came out on May 5th, 2019, uh, to be determined the amount of viewers, but I'm sure it's pretty high. And so the email that we will read tonight will most likely spoil some of that because we are going to discuss that episode. Uh, the episode is directed by David Nutter, who uh, does his finale for the Game of Thrones series. Uh, one of the better directors, done some of the great episodes, um, and we'll discuss if this is one of those great episodes. And this one was also written by the two showrunners, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Um, so, Eric, we do have an email, I think, don't we? We do. Uh, we have an email from our listener, Sean Fox, and this has become pretty much a weekly thing, so uh, it's its own segment now uh, called What Does the Fox Say? What Does the Fox Say? Ding, 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 ding. 
So, all right, here we go. Well, hello once again, Phil, Team Cersei and Team Sansa supporter, which will come to a head very soon. Hello to Eric, he who hates pits, Piss Boy, but probably not as much as I do with all my black ginger heart and soulness evil gingerness after tonight's episode. And Michael, the voice of reason and the hand to Dark Discussions Empire. I hope you all had a great week and I'll enjoyed your that. weekends. <laughs> I am finishing mine after the Northern FanCon in Prince George, British Columbia, which was fun and included meeting the very gentlemanly Hulk, a.k.a. Lou Ferrigno. He was class all the way. This is after 1 a.m. as I write this, then. I have an early wake-up for an eight-hour drive home. I wanted to get this in before you get your episode recorded. I won't go on as my usual ginger wildling tendencies. Spoiler alert, he lies. We got like two pages left on this thing. Um, my heartfelt thanks to Phil for taking more of these bullets via instant messengers than should be allowed by law. You are a good man, Phil, even if you side with Cersei. I felt such a pall watching this entire episode from the start. Fleeting moments of happiness like seeing Ghost and knowing he will go back north of the wall with Tormund. Saying goodbye to Tormund, also very sad, as not enough gingers are represented, lol. Seeing Brienne and Jamie get a moment of happiness, Gendry getting Storm's End, and the tender proposal to Arya. But my saddest moment wasn't Missandei's terrible fate at the hands of Cersei's madness. Nope, it was my greatest fear coming to fruition watching Pissboy murder Rhaegal. Let me take a moment to gather my thoughts on Pissboy and how much I want him dead, 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 dead. But I want him to suffer first, then complete the dead, 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 skull, 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 skull process. Stupid Pissboy. Oh, I have disliked him from the start. His only redeeming moment was offing the blacks, the bland snakes. But my charity for him died with his slaughter of Regal. The actor Pelu Asbeck is, of course, insanely excellent at his over-the-top evil role, but I hate the character of Pissboy to no end. I realize I am most likely in the minority, but as Ginger, who is kissed by flame and beautiful, I am used to it. Smiley faces. But losing Drogon, Nymeria, and Ghost by the end of this series will be the saddest things of all. I have such bad feeling they will all be dead amongst the thousands more of commoners ground ashes and dust by the wheel that never truly ends. Cersei and Danny are just as responsible for keeping it in place, strengthening it, and all the atrocities in their name or causes. I have such a bad feeling for the last two episodes. Cersei and Danny will destroy the world of Westeros in their madness and megalomania. People will rule the day that rue the day that Arya killed the misunderstood Night King as he would never stoop to the levels of depravity that will be the actions of Cersei and Danny until they are dead in their Varric attempts to rule what will be a graveyard soon enough. At this point, I am kind of wishing a new Night King will rise and he will cleanse Westeros of both Cersei and Danny. Hopefully Pissboy will be long gone before the new Night King arrives and deals with Cersei and Danny. I look forward to hearing what you gentlemen think on all that happened in episode 4 but most of all, theories of what Episode 5 has in store for us. Thank you for all your hard work, time, and giving us, the loyal listeners, such joy and entertainment every podcast episode. Take care and die, piss boy, die in Episode 5, please. Sean from St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. Thank you, Sean, and I agree. Die, piss boy, die. Uh, speaking of piss boy, Eric, um, <laughs> you have a new fan. I do. I actually got a card in the mail from Euron Greyjoy. 
I posted a video on the Facebook group page if, if, if anyone wants to see the card and what it looked like. I have a suspicion of where it came from. It was uh, stamped at the post office in a certain area of the country, which uh, kind of tips it. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let him think he's clever. Well, <laughs> Euron is um, a well-traveled person. Oh, okay. He, he ends up in Albany sometimes? Oh, probably, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that, well, that, that, uh, that, what's that river that the Tappetees over? It sailed up, sail up the Hudson. Hudson. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He sailed up the Hudson to mail me my card. That's a lot of effort, but wow, thanks. You're on. Well, they don't have, like, just post offices in the middle of the ocean. You are correct. They don't. No, but I really I really enjoyed the card. I, I like, sat there staring at the envelope for a second because, like, I, I was, like, my brain couldn't process the name I was seeing because it's a fictional name. I'm like, Karen? No. Aaron? What? Who is this from? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I looked at the rest of the address. And I'm like, wait, I what? <laughs> and then I open it up. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so Eric, does this give you give you uh, more respect for your new new uh, fan? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> it was very amusing though. And it what is. what exactly did the did he say in the card? Uh, he said, fuck you too, that guy. <laughs> in a very nice, uh, very nice handwriting written in gold ink. It was a, it was a fairly nice car too. Because it, had it, a, was a, it was a, a very pop. nice thing. That card has cost a penny. Yeah. It's like so. all fold out and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, thank you for, uh, your Greyjoy for, uh, basically telling you to F off Eric for hating him so much. And, well, you know, uh, I'm always saying on the podcast, fuck that guy, so it's fair enough for him to say it back. Exactly, exactly. And as our, our friend in uh, Alberta, Canada stated, uh, it's the character, not the actor who's the <laughs> Right. No, the actor does a fantastic job. I just I just don't, I hate that character. Oh, well, and that's... The face. Oh, and he's, in a lot of ways, a villain type that I like, which is the over-the-top, maniacal unredeeming the laugh it's awesome oh yeah well and he's a villain who is enjoying being a villain right he has no delusions about anything and he's there to enjoy the fuck out of life and he doesn't care who he fucks over to do it he's under no delusions that he's there for the betterment of mankind or that he's more worthy than others he's just and that's why he's good because but he's, he, he and, and he's knows what he is. He's not faking it like some characters in the show, Danny. Like Sansa, Danny. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about all these characters: Sansa, Danny, Euron, or we will. Or, yes, or, we will. Piss boy and so forth, because uh, there is a lot to talk about uh, in this episode. Um, well, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Well, before we do that, let's give our opinions of the episode. What do we okay. think of this episode compared to this, the last three? And, uh, Sarah, why don't you start? Yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to say this episode was poorly done. It wasn't. It was well done. I didn't. I really didn't care for some of the shit that happened in it. Um, but I thought all the acting was good, and it looked great, um, as usual. 
Uh, so I think for what they were trying to do, they did it well. I just didn't particularly care for what they were trying to do in this episode. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I think this is my favorite episode of the, the four so far. I think of they just get in. Do. Well, well, not just because of what happened, but, but because, um, we got all our favorite characters, whether we hate them or not, uh, we got to see all of them do things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, it's the first show up, in a while that's had everybody in the show, in the episode. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a couple of things that made it better for me because, uh, uh, a character that it's I don't like against dragons. No, no, I have no, no issues with the dragons. I, I told you, I, th- I was hoping Jon Snow would take over those. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said that I did say that. Um, but I, I do like the unraveling of, of, one of the major players, which is, which is quite good. Um, but all in all, it was pretty solid. There was a couple of moments, like every episode that, that has some issues like, like, uh, um, just to wedge in some characters so we could say goodbye to them until mm-hmm. their cameo in, in the last episode. But all in all, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this episode a real lot. I mean, this is what makes game of Thrones great. Even though we love the battle scenes and whatnot, it's, it's, the conniving between the characters the right right one up spin and this one i think was pretty strong in that it was pretty good in the uh political machinations department yeah, absolutely absolutely all right mike yeah i enjoyed the episode there are elements of it that uh and and specific moments in it that irked me a bit um but and we'll get to those in detail i, I know think, which one mike Friggin i don't think you do on Missed Danny's head. <laughs> no, that, that one's only about you. You're like Sansa. You're determined not to like her. You might actually have to watch the scenes that she's in from time to time. Um, but she's uh, no. It's I think there was there was a, an awful lot of uh, character motivated stupidity in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I said, it's it's a lot of characters I think doing that were were doing stupid things. I don't think that they were out of character in doing those stupid things but still there was a lot of kind of head slapping um going on as a result of that um i think aria was one of the few that did what she should have uh i guess gendry too it was they had there were nice moments in it there were uh heartbreaking moments uh you know i rewatched uh with a much clearer head, uh, the Battle of Winterfell, what do you call it? the Long Night episode, mm-hmm. and I still was not actually affected in any way by any of the deaths, right? Uh, yeah. For yeah. whatever reason, um, well, probably the one main one is we were expecting them to kill them, plus probably more, plus probably more. Yeah, it was like that. That was it, you know. And it's uh, and here I really. Part of it's because it was so brutal, and I was completely kind of taken by surprise, weirdly, with with uh, uh, with uh, Viserion and uh, not Viserion, um, uh, Rhaegal, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't expecting Missendi. I was actually she was one I was kind of expecting to make it through the series. Yeah, that and was even, a twist. And and even at the end, when she's standing up on the wall, or not standing up on the wall, if you watch the behind the scenes stuff, right. Um, she, uh, I, I kind of was waiting for something like some her to be used as a bargaining chip and somehow make it through. 
Um, so it was sort of like with Ned Stark when he was beheaded. I was mm-hmm. like, you're, you're kind of waiting for that last second thing. Yeah, you're like, they're not going to do this. Yeah, and they, and they do it, and they 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 do it blurry and in the background, but they they you know you see her head. There's come no up. doubt. Yes. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and because I particularly am fond of uh, Grey Worm. You are. Yeah, I like the character. Uh, okay. I understand. You know, I can. I can. But and and I guess in that relationship between the two of them. Okay. You know, and they had that trip planned to Tahiti and. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, true. so we knew that was going, but I figured it was Grey Worm that was going to go and not not right, her. Right. And I, th- I thought uh, it was Fiji, but it could have been. There was Fiji. something something tropical. I remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked the episode with with some caveats, and there re- and a lot of people have been pointing this out, and you know, people have been really trying to drag every episode down because of you know that wh- who's in charge of tactics, who's in charge of battle strategy, and who's. Mm-hmm. Who's the one that buys the Starbucks this year? Yeah, <laughs> and that well, that yeah, and that one I don't, you know, I, what a you know, weird it's, it's a funny blooper. We'll, we'll talk about that too. That's good. So, good thing. Um, yeah, so we will. Uh, well, so yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I and I, I like those that mac those machinations. Uh, poor Varus. Poor poor Varus. Oh, he's not long for this world, is he? <laughs> poor. I, I he's my new hero. I'm Team Varus now. Oh, he's an idiot. He, he kept his word, though. Not entirely. Mm, you think? Well, we'll wait and see how far he goes. All right. Well, he's 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 all right in my book. <laughs> I drink to, I drink to Varus. Bill Bill has only one moral compass. That's correct. When it comes to this show, pound signed, death to Danny. <laughs> Or hashtag, I, I, and I still don't understand why you think she's worse than Cersei. That makes no sense. Well, Cersei is fun. I, I, she's just a blast. <laughs> it's just, she's just crazy. I love it. It's like Euron. They're just crazy. It's just, they I they love are the, crazy together. That's for sure. I love the villains of the show. I mean, they're all awesome. I, well, I, 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 I will take something that I, uh, issue because I was thinking about this. I don't know. You, you know, you've said that Danny is supposed to be a hero. I don't know that she was ever how much she was supposed to be a hero. Though some have, have sung her is that I think. Going all the way back, because that was kind of a surprising turn to me, is that I think she's just always been kind of a wild card, because she's always had the the Targaryen blood in her. We've always seen her do things that are potentially dangerous and and awe inspiring in a in a, in a not necessarily heroic as awe inspiring way. Um, and I, so I've never really known for sure where they were going with her. I mean, she was coming out of the whole following in the footsteps of Drogon and. Um, her brother. So that wasn't set up to me to be a starting out with a, a hero's arc, you know, with her burning the, herself and the witch alive at the end of the first season. Mm. So, you know, there, there was always that, uh, that sort of brutal streak locking the, uh, the wizards well, into the vault at the end of the second season. And, and here, here's the thing. Uh, I think she was set on a path by her brother and everything that's happened since then has has just fed into this idea in her head uh, about being destined, right, uh, to to be the queen of the seven kingdoms. Um, and now that she's gotten this far, she's delusional, and she she can't see anything else. And in in, in this episode, it even comes to the forefront about how selfish she's being at this point 
uh, because at one point she was like, you know, I'm I'm the breaker of chains. I'm going to to break the wheel so that everybody can be free. But yet, but yet in this episode, she comes straight out and says to John when they're talking about the whole Aegon Targaryen situation, "Don't tell anybody. It will ruin everything I've worked for." Uh, and and it, so she really doesn't give a shit about anybody except herself. She also says it would ruin us. Well, yeah, and and I, I'm, and I I'm also point sure out. She was right yeah, about everything. So I think I think that was more. Of I didn't her say thing. she was wrong. I said she was selfish. <laughs> so uh, I think her getting what she wants is much more important to her uh, than doing what's quote unquote right. Exactly. Yeah. I, there, there is no um, right. Uh, if right goes along with her goals, then right is fine. But. If they don't exactly. go along yes. her goals, then she's basically, uh, as what Sean Fox pretty much said in his email, the same as Cersei's. Well, I don't. I mean, have we seen her? I, I'm just off the top of my head. Have we seen her in a position where what she wants and quote unquote what is right on a larger scale, right? What she's talked about. Um, well, uh, yes, I, I got one. I, I'm sure you'll have a defense for it, which is legit, I'm sure. But one was when Sansa says, what about the North? She's, like, shocked, like, uh, the North is mine. And Sansa is like, no, it's not yours. It's what about the North? And if she was was right, she would just let the North go. Well, so you're assuming that letting the North go is, is the right thing. I'm just saying, I mean, that's a political issue. I don't think that's a morally black and white issue. You know, the North it, has been political. part of the it seven It depends on which school of thought you're from, where you believe... Uh, it's one ruler for the seven kingdom or whether you should believe they're all separate. I don't think that's, yeah, like Mike said, I don't think that's moral. I think that it is an opinion. Yeah, I guess you're right because it depends on, on one's per, um, beliefs on independence or, and self-governance and, and whether or not a United Kingdom is okay or should the people of the United Kingdom be independent. And I, I have a better one, Phil, even though even though I'm way more Team Danny than you are, uh, which is that she's had to be talked down twice out of laying waste to King's Landing and uh, and destroying all the civilians within uh, when she's been mad about uh, losing. Yeah, and I was even thinking about that, though. And I get it. But, man, I, I, I there, there's a way of looking at this that Jon Snow really, and, and Tyrion, really screwed things up. <laughs> right. Because she could have laid waste two years ago to the Red Keep. And there would have been civilian casualties, but she was talked out of it. And because she was talked out of it, they lost um, Highgarden. Yep. Uh, What's the the Sand Snake land? What's that called? Dora? They lost Dora, right? They lost um, Yara's ships. Right, um, yep. and all the and all the accompanying deaths that went along with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. At which point, John comes up with the brilliant idea: Hey, go let's go north, get a zombie to get a zombie, and that'll convince Cersei uh-huh. to make friends with us. Yeah. Well, that wasn't and, John. That that was that was Tyrion. And Tyrion, okay, Tyrion, and they go. So she they go north. She gets her dragon killed. And Cersei still doesn't back them. It did win them over Jamie Lannister. Ooh. Which I guess was good for Brienne. 
Um, they still have to fight with depleted forces. They still have to fight. You know, they end up fighting the 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 uh, the Night King. Now they have depleted forces. They're back exactly where they were a year ago. She's mm-hmm. now stuffed every last person. Cersei has stuffed every last person within King's Landing into the Red Keep. Yep. So now, now the casualties can really mount. Right. Right. And it's given them time to to mount a scorpion on every rampart on every ship. And within a blink, she's now down to one dragon. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, and it, they still might end up having to raise the keep. So if anything, I mean, it's possible that things have gotten even worse. Right. And the situation may end up being even worse than if they just let her do what she wanted to in the first place. That's, or they, that's or an interesting they, viewpoint. Or they could just let Cersei's do what she wants to, which would have been have Jon Snow bend a knee to her. Cersei oh. would never let Jon Snow bend a knee to her. Well, he, she asked him in, in season seven, last episode. And he said, I can't that because I already, bent it. Yeah. I already bent it to... Because to he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, a lot of should. things come down to because Jon's an idiot. Yeah, so I, I see your point, Mike. That's an excellent, valid thing. However, it all comes back down to the fact that Danny wants the Iron Throne, and that's it. It had nothing to do with the wheel or whatnot. So, well, every- that was something that Tyrion pointed out last season, um, which was, so what do we do to break the wheel? Huh? Right. She what, what are your plans when this is over? Huh? Right. right. Shut up. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and I've been saying now, I, I, I think when you look at these characters, I don't think Jon Snow is a good choice. Um, really? I, I just don't. I don't. I think he's just like we've mentioned in the past with Ned Stark. Ned Stark is a good and honorable man who was completely out of his element when he was down in the capital, and he lost his head. Um, Jon Snow has had several opportunities to play the Game of Thrones, and he's playing Candyland. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You know, he is he's being good and honorable. He's being the the loyal Stark. Uh, Son, albeit adopted Stark son. Uh, oh, no, he's still a Stark. He's his mother's Stark, one hundred percent. Right, but I'm saying, you know, he's being Ned Stark's son, okay. uh, and and just like not knowing when to just why, you know, it's just nope. I got to be truthful. Not listening when people are telling him, nope, this is a bad idea. No, no, this will. I'm. This is this is a better way. Honesty is the best policy. And it's like no, no, this is not how this works. Um. Well, I would need to know specific examples. Well, I think tonight, well, well we have one this another example. <laughs> yeah, this episode's another example. Because it, we have to take John at his word, because the one thing we know is John's a good boy. Not like Ghost. <laughs> John's a good boy. Oh, and, okay. So, uh, all right, we need to get into this episode. So, yeah, so let's get in. And John, right. But John did not get what he wanted because he did what he wanted. Okay, let's talk about this episode. Right. Um, so it opens up with, uh, funeral, a uh, great big funeral pyre for all the ones that died in the battle. Uh, and I thought this was a really great scene. I thought John's speech was fairly moving. Uh, and I got a little emotional watching all the familiar characters now as corpses, uh, being sent away. Um, what'd you guys think about the funeral scene? Um, I agree. I, I felt the uh, the Sansa one, especially where she takes off the 
the stock pin and, and pins it to Theon yeah, basically yeah. after death saying, you know, you are a Stark at heart. Um, and uh, the Jorah one was pretty good too, even though mm-hmm. um, uh, he, it wasn't as powerful, I, I don't think, as the Sansa one because Sansa was bawling her eyes out. Um, and the others, though, I, I didn't think were strong. Um, because they only showed Ed for a second. They only showed Lady Mormont for a second. They mm-hmm. only showed uh, uh, Barrack John Darian for a moment. Mm-hmm. And, and then they only talked about the Red Witch in passing for a moment. So um, that, those weren't as, as strong, but, but all in all, I would agree with you, Eric. Well, and Barrack Dondarrion and Ed were you know, side characters, very, very side characters. They, they would go whole seasons without seeing them. They were kind of treated like dire wolves, you know, it's just, you know, they was like, do we really have to, all right, fine, we'll put them in. Um, and I, you know, they're the characters that, uh, if you Sporting were a casual, cast. yeah, if you were, and you were a casual, now Barrack Dondarrion has the flaming sword, comes back from the dead. He has the cool eye patch that sticks out. But I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't shock me if a casual viewer just had no clue, you know, somebody who watches every episode once but never again, you know, doesn't listen to the podcast, had no clue who Ed was at the end of the, you know, coming into the season. Sure. When he just pops up. Who is he again? <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Really? He was another, because he's another guy with a beard and covered in furs, you know, it's just, and there's a lot of those on this show. So... I know who he is. You guys know who he is, but yeah, he's he's not he's not uh, not a fan favorite. He's not Theon. He's not uh, Jorah. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a problem. I mean, yes, it was nice that he put she put the pin on, but it's like let's let's remember that <laughs> Theon tried and really fucked up executing Sir Roderick, right? Uh, who was uh, the the loyal. House member, you know, the loyalist to the House Stark, and probably was yeah, there. He was like the men of arms for, for House Stark. Right. That he is the one that, you know, got sort of chased Bran and uh, uh, Rickon off into the wilderness, left the castle. Well, that's, why, that's why I think they had Sansa say the goodbye and not other characters, because the other characters would probably think how you feel, Mike, or what you're bringing up. Well, yeah. Son- had a different experience because no matter what Theon had done, her experience with Theon was he saved her, her life. And I'm I'm open to being persuaded that the Boltons would have been able to take that castle anyway. Uh, but I think they might not have been able to do it. You know, a lot of that blame for the shit that befell the North with the Boltons goes down at the feet of the Greyjoys. Um, Do you like this scene? I'm saying it's nice, and I understand why she did it, but at the same time, you know, we're laying it on a bit thick for Theon. Theon was was on a it wasn't a selfless arc; it was a redemptive arc, you know, and yeah, he had a lot to pay for. That's that's what a lot of these. And he I did mean, with his giant, life. Yep, giant. Yeah, he did. Giant's pain was a mass murderer prior to him becoming a good guy. Jamie. You know, on and on. So, I mean, honestly, you're right. The guy should have been hung and executed for, for murder and all these other things. Yep. But, again, this is a TV show, and the point was of the redemptive arc, as Eric mentioned. Yep. Um, I did realize in watching last week's episode, Theon didn't have to die. If he had just stood next to Bran, we know the Night King was shash saying as slowly as he could. 
Uh, and nobody if you hadn't charged. He would have been last. in the right yeah, spot they for Arya's okay. I was yeah. I was half awake, so yeah, there was no reason. The- Theon, if Theon had just stood his ground with his <clears throat> with his big stick um, and waited, he might have survived. But you know what? Uh, to get back at this episode, um, Br- well, actually, it's still that episode. Uh, Bran um, foresaw that he ha- he had to die for everything to to fall into place. I think. Because that's why he get, he said, Theon, thank you, you're a good man, meaning, you know... You're dead now. Yeah, you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> so after you the funeral... Sacrificed. Exactly. So after the funeral, we move inside to the, the great feast, which, and I thought this was pretty well done. I liked how, how the feast at first is very somber because they just had this big funeral with, you know, literally uh, hundreds if not thousands of, of dead people. Um so it starts off a little a little uh subdued um and then i think what really kicks it off is 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 danny deciding to acknowledge gendry um she's like hey gendry you're robert baratheon's son aren't you and everybody's like oh fuck <laughs> i was i was about to text you too eric and say there she goes that son of a but then it's like oh it's different <laughs> I, I didn't text it. I deleted it. Yeah. Everybody was everybody was ready for something something to go south, uh, and she's just like, uh, "Well, uh, I hereby legitimize you and give you lordship of uh, whatever the hell it's called, the uh, Riverlands, Storm, 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 Storm is, Storm's End, right? Yeah, Storm's End, which is the Baratheon uh, home right. city, which is directly south of um, King's Landing and due east." of uh, uh, Lady Olena's place. So that, that gets a cheer out of everybody, and then they then they toast to Arya, the hero of Winterfell, and everybody cheers for her, uh, and things start to loosen up a little bit, and uh, the wine starts flowing. Yep, that's true. A um, couple of good scenes before even before that was when Gendry's asking where Arya is, and the Hound says, uh, you're already, you know, you're already going to be swat. Yeah, he already got a piece or whatever. And he goes, that's not why I'm looking for her. And he goes, why not? You're alive, right? You know, you know, he, <laughs> right. He should be thinking about stuff like that, not thinking about death and doom. Right. Uh, so that was a kind of funny uh, scene. Um, and then the wine scene, um, you know, they have some funny scenes between Brienne, Tyrion, and Jamie. Jamie. But the scenes that were probably most important were the ones with... Danny specifically, and and then in a minor sense, um, Giants, Bane, uh, Tyrion, and Sansa as well, uh, because it's showing. Giants, Bane was cracking me the hell up. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's, he's, he's trying to get John to drink more, and John's like, he's like, you're supposed to be celebrating, and John's like, vomiting isn't celebrating, and Tormund is like, yes, it is. <laughs> right, so he's he's bringing in comic relief during the same thing where he's freaking out Danny because he goes, you're the king of the North. You're, you're the king. You should right, be drinking right. and all this. And Danny's like freaking out. Like, Oh, all these people love John and no one cares about me. And then when Tyrion says to Danny, that was a good move about to do what you did for Chendry because you just made yourself uh, a loyal friend and ally in storm's end forever. Mm-hmm. And Sansa looks over, and you can see she knows exactly what Danny just did because Danny basically says it to Tyrion. He goes, "She goes, yeah, absolutely. That's the reason I did it." 
And then Tyrion looks over and sees Sansa thinking, and he goes, uh-oh, he, he knows that she figured out the same thing, which is... Well, but again, you're assuming only because of your you. You're, you're assuming only uh, selfish intent. You know, it is, as he said, a, a proper reward for a hero. You know, so she did the right thing, and she does have something to gain with it. That's something that you can do in politics, is you can do the right thing and find a way to gain from it. And I think that's what concerned her. It's not, uh oh, well, she's manipulating things. No, you don't want you you don't want to give Danny any credit. It's like no, because she, this is how she she basically said it that way to him because he says, um, "You got yourself a loyal ally forever now," and, and you know she does the wink to him, and yeah, it was probably the right thing to do anyway. Um, but I mean, it, you know, it's it was pretty obvious that it was more for selfish reasons than any. It was obvious to you. Uh, no, 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 I, I, I'm going with what Sansa saw and what Tyrion said. So oh, I don't I'm know that Sansa, I think Sansa might be concerned because he's, he's, she's building an ally base. Um, and Sansa's got her own issues. Um, I think what I, one of the things I loved about that scene though, when she's like, does anyone know who's in charge of Storm's End? And we're just kind of looking around and like, oh fuck yeah, we don't know who's in charge of fucking anything anymore, do we? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, because we used to like, oh, you, you will be the new, you know, ruler of Harrenhal. You will be the new ruler of River Run. You will be the new ruler of the. Used to keep up with this shit all the time, and now it's like High Gardens fall. We don't know who's in charge of that. We don't know who's running Dorne anymore. We don't know who's running. Right, but Storms and was was historically Baratheon, so it made more sense. It wasn't. Right, just... but I'm just saying they've completely left that that those storytelling bits, which you know that there would have been 98 chapters about in the book. Um, <laughs> You're not uh, right. You know, like nobody knows who's running half of the kingdom anymore, other than you know Cersei. Right? We don't know who's been appointed to those things. Um, whereas again, once upon a time when we spent more time on the courtroom stuff, we would have had that scene of Cersei going, right. you know, Lord Clyburn, because what, of your what, loyalty, what, you what, shall what, be Lord of Stormen. What are you trying to get at, though? I'm confused what you're trying to get at, though. We, we, we get I just thought it was a funny thing to it's point out that we don't know who's running half the stuff, and it was just a funny, I, I, I don't know, I'm thinking it might have been intentional, maybe it wasn't, that nobody knows who's running anything anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, and it just pointing it out or well, acknowledging well, it, was, it, it was another already. lovely moment in a scene that had undercurrents of of uh, uh, other things going on. Oh, yeah. But everything did. Again, you can serve multiple purposes with the same thing. Um, so I just thought it was a funny moment. And I liked that because that is one of these things that I've been asking myself because I've been going through lately saying, look at all the houses that are gone now. There's a right? few they're just completely wiped out, and we used to know every house and every part of the map, and now most of the houses are gone. Especially right. the ones in the north. Yes. Yeah, the, <laughs> the various families are, are, are no more. Um, so... So, a couple shoot-offs from this scene. One is uh, Gendry finally tracks down Arya uh, and tells her about what just happened. And uh, proposes to her on the spot. Says, come be my lady at Storm's End. And I knew exactly what she was going to say. As soon as he proposed to her, I said, out loud in my living room, I said, that's not me. <laughs> so she she did it very nicely. She gave him a nice kiss and gave him a compliment. 
I uh, told him any woman would be lucky to have him, but she said, that's not me. I'm not a lady. Um, sorry. <laughs> and right. he's just like, what? 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 I feel so used. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really sure what her goal is. I mean, um... Well, her goal has always been to not be Sansa, right? She never wanted to be in that the lady. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean that. I mean, what does she want to be? Does she just want to roam the land like kung fu? Does she want to? Yes, just, I think yes, she does. She wants. She's a, she's always wanted to be an adventurer. She wanted to be a knight, but she's too tiny. You know, so she'll have to take being you know a wandering assassin with the hound. Well, and, and here's the thing. But, um, so she's headed south with uh, the Hound. They're riding together. And uh, I'm I'm bummed because I would love to see more Arya and the Hound travels, but they just don't have time. Uh, we'll see them when they get to King's Landing. I, I don't think we're going to see any more adventures oh, of the Hound and Arya, though. We, we need another chicken scene. That's what I'm saying. I would love to see that. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think so. Um. Yeah. So, and then the other shoot off of this uh, drunken feast um, is that Jamie and Brienne uh, end up hooking up um, because during the drinking game it comes up that Brienne's a virgin, um, and Jamie decides to take it upon himself to change that situation. Deflower her. <laughs> I thought it was funny when when they're getting undressed. He goes, "I've, I've never slept with a knight before." <laughs> Yeah, that's what James that was a good said. line. That's what, that's what Jamie said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I with the drinking game, I I did like that Tyrion realizes he went over the line and uh, pours all of his wine in because remember he has until oh no I didn't get that at all like I yeah. got that uh, he poured the wine into Jamie's cups because he was saying don't follow um, uh, Brienne because she's Br- Jamie's they're they're getting they're hooking uh, up maybe. But, I mean, Tyrion has not been drinking until now, right? Mm-hmm. He drank, uh, lead, you know, at the the last two episodes, but he mentions he has not had anything to drink since he left Westeros or since he was in Danny's employ. Right, but Which I still maybe think... why his planning has been so terrible. Oh, yeah, he needs to get drunk more. Yeah, you're right. Some artists are better when they're on the booze. Yeah, um, but... I thought it was funny that when they he said you're a virgin and Podrick took a drink. <laughs> right. And there are some people who have <laughs> hypothesized and I was one of them. Maybe he didn't do anything with those women. Maybe he just sang to them after he did that his little solo thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, but episodes. Not, that's not true because it was the woman that said that he had the big cock. Mhm. Didn't say a big cock. She didn't say what they didn't say it was big. It just Yeah, they did. It was the woman that that, that said it. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, well, was, and if he was then, then he wasn't until the end of the night because he like ran off with two girls. So. Oh, did all right. Okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was it was cute that that he drank. I thought he was drinking for Brienne to. Oh, I think he right. was, but I was just wondering. So I had seen that theory out there that he didn't actually do anything with the woman that night. Um, but the anyway, Red Bull and Reddit people. It wasn't from that. It was one from different Facebook groups of <laughs> Game of Thrones. But anyway, even better sources of Facebook. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just have a, a love hate relationship with Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so those those were all the, the big scenes that came out of that. So so really the first 25 minutes, uh, actually, it was literally 25 minutes, I think, 
when that happened, the the Jamie scene, and then after that, it was when the Arya um, hound scene leaving. So uh, the first thirty minutes was really just to take a breath from the big battle, uh, mourn the losses of some of our favorite characters, and to add the beginning of the machinations that are about to happen the rest of this episode. Well, and and one of them that happens is when they're talking strategy. Uh, and, and honestly, I think this scene was just put in here to state it for the audience. They're like, we lost half the Dothraki and half the Unsullied, which is awfully convenient rounding. Um, and I'm pretty they, sure they, I'm pretty certain said, more than half the Dothraki would have gotten slaughtered. But yeah, mo- uh, yeah, well, maybe they were on the other side of the castle. <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that's that's. I think that was also part of it. Is that only half the lights went out? No, no, they were all no, went no, out. No, no, all and then, and then they said a number of the free folk and a number of the the northerners mm-hmm. as well. Right now, but we did see a lot of the Dothraki retreating. Right, running back. Well, not too many. Um, it's like, like three. They saw their horses come back. We didn't see ghosts come back, but we did see him come back. And you know, tonight, today, in pretty bad shape. Right, he lost an ear. Um. So there's a strategy scene, and they're talking about uh, about going going back south. And Phil, I want you to acknowledge that I'm saying something good about Sansa at this moment in time, because she had a, I think, valid point during this meeting, which is, hey, Always. Always. everybody's beat the fuck up from this battle. Why don't we chill for a little bit, let everybody heal up before we go marching south? Well, well uh, she actually asked answers another question because Danny's ask how the, the the military doing and whatever and she says Sansa says well to be honest we still have to do a roll call of all the the lieutenants and mm-hmm. ask them because they're the ones that really know and then that's what Danny says we should just attack and, and then Sansa says you know it's even your people who have said that they need a break <laughs> right you know, meaning that Dothraki and Unsullied it's not just quote unquote our weaklings up here in the north mm-hmm. so, and I know. see I thought that was the first false note of the night because I don't have a problem with Danny being suspicious of Sansa because Sansa has given reasons of her to be suspicious of her, but it is a sound thing to give your people a little bit of time to rest up after the battle. Yes. Well, uh, I thought, she's evil. No. Yeah. But see, that, that's why I don't trust. I don't listen to a word you say about Danny. Um, that, that was, it was forced. There was, there was, there were oh. ways. Yeah. <laughs> It, 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 it was it was forced and it was unnecessary because they have more than enough stuff in this episode with Danny, you know that that was not a necessary scene. They've established enough going into it. Well, she's a re- just, reactionary, and that that's just made it. Well, more... they just wanted to show Sansa doing something good before she fucked everything. Yeah, up. I think that's part because they they made the mistake of having Arya say that thing a couple episodes ago, and now they have to justify it. <laughs> um, I I I don't I don't. See, this, this is the thing, is that you're talking insane, Mike. You're saying I'm talking insane about Danny. You're talking nonsense about... No, you're just blinded by something. hatred. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> talking about stories that you don't even watch. Who's... <laughs> no, I've watched it many times. The, the, who's the one that always attacks Sansa when Sansa is a true northerner, dude? we got to back her. No, no we don't. She deserves to be attacked most of the time. This is the one time she said something no, Sansa, right, Sansa, so I Sansa, decided to acknowledge it. Sansa is being her own stubborn bitch in her own way, just as Danny's being a stubborn bitch, and that's part of the problem. Um, you know, is that neither one is willing to bitch let go of what they have. Hmm? 
bitch on bitch action. Absolutely. With Cersei, you know, um, <laughs> being her own other stubborn bitch down in the South. And I say bitch in all the, you know, whatever positive light you want to see it as. They're just all, they, they're, they're all being kind of oh. catty. So then we have this scene uh, with John and Danny where they're talking about what I mentioned earlier and she gets all uh, upset with him because he wants to tell Arya and Sansa. And uh, she's like, no, don't do that. We can we can be happy together if you just don't ever, ever tell anybody about this ever, ever, ever and swear brand to secrecy and swear Sam to secrecy and don't let them tell anybody ever, ever, ever. Then everything will be OK. <laughs> Well, right. So Danny is pleading with him. Obviously, she she does not want a challenge to her authority. Um, but John has said, I don't want this. Right. He's mm-hmm. saying, I, you know, I love you. I want to be with you. I am I am bending the knee. You're my queen. And she's saying, well, if that's the case, don't say anything, because if you say anything to anyone, the rumors will spread. It will get out of control. There will be, mm-hmm. a, you know, and. and She's absolutely right as far as that went, as far as that goes, and I think part of it, yes, is absolutely she wants her, her a big part of it is that she doesn't want the challenge to her authority, yeah. But she's saying it, but also it's what's the only thing that's going to keep them together as well. That this is going to drive a, a wedge between them, and well, she doesn't want that for several factors. There's the flaw. You, you mentioned it. She it would drive a wedge between them because she can't share power because Tyrion. And and Davos and Varys and among others have said, why don't they just marry in prior episodes? And then it's pretty much explained this episode from Danny herself as well as from Varys too that Danny isn't going to share power with anybody. She'd oh, kill Jon Snow before she she would share power with him. But she no, not necessarily because she could still marry him and he doesn't necessarily become king. Right, any more well, than Cersei marrying marrying Euron would not necessarily right, make but, him king. But that's still but, not going to unite half the, the population. Half the population is going to still say, "Fuck this." Well, if the, he's, no, the North is never going to and the, are never going to agree. Well, if he's with her and married to her, then it might. The problem is if if he's married to her and everybody knows that he's actually secret Aegon Targaryen and has a rightful claim to the throne. If you follow that. That, that line, then that's where you're going to have those issues. And she's saying, if you really don't want to do that, and I'm not denying that a lot of it is self-serving, but part of it is also that she doesn't want to lose him too. Um, it, it, it's don't say anything. And him being who he is. Nope. <laughs> I know my family. They won't say anything. <laughs> oh, John, uh, brand you know, John Snow. Bran knew what was going on, and and that he knew that Jon Snow had to tell, and and it was going to leak. So that's one thing I'll say. And second, uh, Elizabeth Catherine Gray, one of our listeners, and also a podcaster herself. Uh, Mike, what's that podcast that she does? Uh, Archivist bet on sexy witches. That's right, and people can find that wherever podcasts are found. Uh, she posted something on the Facebook group, and stated uh, that stated, and it was from uh, Nerdist.com that uh, Sansa was smart. To to leak it because yeah, and she's not, she's really not. I have to disagree with you. I'm I'm, I'm with the. I know that because you're blinded by Sansa. Here's the reason no, why you're she... you're blinded by illogical uh, <laughs> lies. You're a liar, Mike. You like lies. That's bad. No, here's the problem. Yes. Here's the problem. <laughs> they are. Wait a minute. They're in the middle of a war right now. Yeah. Um, 
you have let's 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 chalk up that Danny is questionable in terms of her stability. Um, you need to focus on winning the war right now. Now is not the time to quite put instill doubts in the, the the heads of the army going south. Um, they have nothing to back up these rumors, right? What do they have? They have Bran, Bran, and 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 uh, Sam. Sam's diary of whoever the fuck it was. And right, all Sam has is a thing saying that Rhaegar Targaryen all right, well, married well, Lyanna Stark. It doesn't yeah, matter have, because we know it's true. Okay. Well, we know well, it's true. Us, when, the watches know it's true. And the show is implying that those who hear it know it's true as well. And she's got loyalty from people down south. All the stuff that they were saying about Jon Snow. He rode a dragon and he's got loyalty. Everything could be said about her. It's just she doesn't have it in the north any more than John doesn't have it in the south. But there's a difference. John, if we go by your rules, which you guys seem to agree, if we go by who has the right to the throne, it's him. Yes. Right, but you need to. Yeah, but you can't just have anybody. You couldn't just have Sam coming up and saying, I'm Aegon Targaryen. Right. And all you have is the word of Bran Stark. (laughs) He'll be like Spartacus. I'm Aegon Targaryen. I'm Aegon right. Targaryen. All this but does, as we know, the only thing they have in writing is that is that Rhaegar married Lyanna. Again, yeah, you're looking at this logically. When when the show is, is set up, where anybody who hears this this line, they know it's true, just as we know it's true. The, well, the, no, the people who hear this, most of the the, the you know, it, let's move on. I'm saying the people who hear this will believe what they want to believe. The people who want to support Jon Snow will. And the people who don't want to support Jon Snow won't. Just like with politics now, whenever you hear that I, such and such... But, but, but it's something. true. And all it's going to do is create strife at a time when right now they need unity. Yeah, but both Bran and Sam, not that Sam is important, but Bran for sure wants Jon Snow as the ruler. Yeah. Bran, we don't know what Bran... Actually, Brand I don't or... think Bran gives a shit, but Sam certainly wants John as a ruler. Yeah, I, I would. I bet you Sam is uh, smart. The rest of us. So <laughs> let's move on to the important point, which is that Sansa is a liar. Uh, <laughs> they have the scene where John's like, I, "I'm going to tell you two something, but you have to swear that you'll never tell anybody else." And Arya and Sansa both swear, and then uh, he has Bran tell him. And 30 seconds later, Sansa runs off to Tyrion and is like, hey, hey, guess what? Guess what? Well, that's not how it happened. Um, it was oh, probably more or less. Exactly it, was the next day. it was the next day. I don't I think th- it was the next day, Phil. I think it was and the she same wasn't, day. She wasn't running to Tyrion. Tyrion came up to her and then she told him. But again, as Mike said, and it's a valid point, you got to play the game. And Jon Snow doesn't know how to play the game. Sansa knows how to play the game. Dear, so we she, don't know yet. We're assuming she does. So we, she well, better does, than Jon, at least. So she <laughs> tells Tyrion and possibly Varys, but Varys may know because of his little birds. We we, we never find out how he knows. Tyrion told him, right? No, 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 no. I, oh, you mean that? Just you actually think Varys got the whole thing? I thought Varys are the way Varys talked. It sounded like he already knew. No, but they, they they go from he was talking the two to them talking Tyrion about it because Tyrion told him, right? And then Varys has to ask him who else knows how many people know in total. And it says including us eight, and well, so Tyrion I, I, clearly I, knows everybody who knows. 
you, right, right. And I counted it, and it is eight. But because uh, Gilly is the eighth. Uh, but the, the thing is, is that I thought Varys already knew, and then when Tyrion brought it up, he was surprised that Tyrion knew, and that's why he said, uh, "How many more know?" No, so I, no, that, he didn't know. I, I would, I would rewatch it. There's a chance that I, I did. He, already, he didn't know. I, I did too, and I, I still felt that he already knew. But again, it, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, he doesn't he really. Whether whether he learned from the birds or he learned right there from from Tyrion, it doesn't matter. He knows. The important thing is that Sansa's a liar and can't keep her word. But Arya kept her mouth shut and went off to King's Landing to kill Cersei. <laughs> right. The assassin is more honorable. Um, I, I'm I'm more with, with Mike. If you don't want to lose your head like Ned Stark or be a dumbass like Jon Snow, you lie a little, right, Mike? You're the liar yes. in here. Right. So 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 Sansa did what's right. She lied. No, she didn't. John was the one who screwed up by being honest. And and and, and Sansa <laughs> was the one that didn't screw up because she lied. She broke her word. She didn't. Well, she broke her word. She lied. She betrayed out, her brother. She's looking out for the she kingdom. She betrayed her family. She's by betraying the woman he loves, by making him take a throne he doesn't want. Yeah, she helped him out a great deal. Said, I'm sure he's going to be very thankful it. for this. Nerda said it. He's, he's, he, we need him. We need him. <laughs> but he knows nothing! Oh, yeah, but he has, he has plenty of good people around. Tyrion will be there. Varys will oh, yeah, there. what's Tyrion done for Danny lately? So let's get there. Uh... Speaking well, of little birds, apparently they don't have any little birds down in the uh, in uh, well, Dragonstone. Who could have said, "Hey, way. there's a bunch of ships here." They all got blown up. Um, no, so there's a couple more things that happen before we before we leave Winterfell. Uh, one of which is that Bronn shows up and confronts Jaime and Tyrion, um, and basically tells them he's he's been commissioned to assassinate them. Uh, You're a pair and, of gold-plated cunts. <laughs> and I gotta give Tyrion credit. He's he's quick on his feet. He's like, remember what I ever told you? If anybody if everybody hires you to kill me, you'll pay twice. And he's like, so what? Well, twice what? River Run and, and and like two beats. Tyrion goes, High Garden. <laughs> Okay, he's thinking on his feet. Good job, good job. I, I honestly think I would probably prefer River Run myself. Ah, High Garden's got all the like golden food and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's that's a fair. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like High Garden was the wealthiest. Though. I like the River Run location a little better though. Yeah, I'm with uh, you, but you can vacation there. Um, I don't think yeah, Brand, yeah, uh, not Brand, Bron. I don't think Bron is a money guy. And yes. High and High Garden is the most most wealthy of the provinces. Indeed. Right. So this is this will do it for him. Well, and you know it's funny too. Even though Tyrion never heard him say this, um, he after they took out Elena, and before the Lutrain attack, they're they're outside of um, High Garden, and he goes, "How about you just give me this castle here?" And Jamie goes, "says You don't want this castle." And he he goes on about why it's a pain in the ass to upkeep or something. But the point is, is that somehow Tyrion either knew or it was just luck that uh, he knew that Abron would like a place like um, Highgarden. Yeah, I think it's the money thing. He, yeah. he knows Bron's affinity for gold. Right. And, and well, Bron, right, first of all, this scene was really just a way to 
say hello to Braun and and have him disappear until a cameo <laughs> at the right. last episode. So they should prove that he's not going to kill anybody um, and he's just going to wait it out. But the thing is, is a couple of things. One, he basically says a pretty smart thing, which is he goes, I'm here to kill you, but I'm not going to kill you because because I'm, I'm not going to you know hook my train to Cersei's because once I saw those dragons, Cersei's is dead, basically. And to, after the battle he, he was in, I, I can see why he would think that. So that was one thing that made sense. But this other thing that made sense, and this is what I've been trying to say for a while, is that all these houses and these kings – the people who lead just happen to be the the ones with the biggest army because he says you become a lord because you kill a hundred people and then your your house becomes a lord because originally you're just uh, uh, a turncoat like me and then if you kill a couple a hundred thousand then you become king or queen and and he goes so I'm no different than your all your ancestors and he has a right he's got no, he's not wrong. Well, he's no, not he's wrong. not wrong, but again, it's the, the going all the way back to season two. Power resides where the people oh, believe not. it resides, right? And people be, and people buy into the the lineage thing. They buy into the uh, you know whether, whether the Starks or the Lannisters or the Baratheons or the Targaryens. People buy into that crap. But ultimately, Phil is correct. Right. If you kill everybody, you win. <laughs> right. And right. then you you create your own house, basically. Yeah. But then that becomes a really chaotic situation that is probably unsustainable for any length of time. Just ask Cersei. But, right. but, but <laughs> which is why we don't know who's running half of Westeros. But you have to remember, you have uh, various um, people who have to start these "quote unquote" houses, and Bronn is making a good point, which is a lot of these houses are empty, as you just said, Mike. So there's no reason why I can't be one of those people to start the new house. The House of Perone in Riverland. I'm sorry? House Perone in Riverlands. Uh, I'd, I'd probably go with where, the Karstark place. That, or the Umber place. I like the Umber place. <laughs> Too cold. Really? Well, I want to be in the north. Those with, are the, with the decorative body parts? Well, no, we clean that up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we clean that up. Uh, yes, but yeah, or River Run. Yeah, I could go for River Run, I guess too. But but I want to be aligned with the Stark side, you know, the northern side, and, and the River Run is like the middle. Mm-hmm. It's a little too close to Castle Rock and, and King's Landing too. <laughs> so uh, after Bron makes his appearance, I think this is. Did I miss anything before we get, before we start saying our goodbyes up here? No, I think that was it. Uh, it was like a really a, a, to finish up that plot line of Bron until. We got his cameo at the end. And, and I, I did oh, oh, like yeah, we, we forgot one. I did like it because it did feel true to Braun. It right? did. Yeah, um, because, because Braun says, all right, now we need you to help us take King's Landing. And he goes, to hell with that. I'm, I'm sitting out with this. I'll wait until it's over. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, you know. Yeah, Bron, right. Braun may like the two of them, but he also doesn't like the two of them because they're everything he he, he isn't. Right. Um, right. You know, oh, he and knows so it's all phony. He knows it's all. He called him out. He says, "He says you're only in power because some asshole 300 years ago or whatever long the Lannisters have been around slaughtered hundreds of people and became made a lordship." But and they was also promised this? him a castle three years ago. Yeah, he got screwed. You're absolutely. Um, but we, to get back to these goodbyes, we did forget one, which was another one to write out another character just until we get his cameo in 
the, the end, which is uh, Giants Bane. Yeah, to get rid of Giants Bane and Ghost. Well, and okay, I want to talk about this for a second because, and it made no it's, sense. It's like, why would they just leave? It's like well, they this, should be fun, John still. Well, here's the thing: uh, the Wildlings want to be free. They want to go back up north, and I, I that makes sense to me. I, I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is John being like, "Hey, why don't you take a Ghost with you? He'd like it up there." And then he doesn't even say goodbye to his fucking faithful companion of all these years. He just looks like looks at him across the courtyard. Is like, yeah, see ya. Uh, what a dick. <laughs> I mean, if you were saying goodbye to your dog, wouldn't you at least go give him like a scratch behind I'll, the ears or something? I'll tell you why. Because they only have uh, three episodes left, or two and a half at this point, and Ghost should have been written out of the show three three seasons ago because he's. Well, I call part. bullshit. If you're saying goodbye to your dog, you say goodbye to your dog. Well, he, for all we know, because they kind of cut in the middle of the scene, he's already there in the courtyard with, with Ghost. He might have said goodbye to Ghost before we saw it. Right. And uh, I want to point out, Ghost, where the fuck was Ghost last season? He just blew John off the entire time. That's true. <laughs> right, he's, right. But to be serious, it, it's really probably time. It's, it's like just an extra scene they didn't need. And to be honest, in my opinion, Ghost they could have wrote off like two seasons yeah. ago as you and, you're, not, you're not wrong, but, but fans have been clamoring. Uh, and really this was just the showrunner's way of saying, okay, people shut the fuck up. Ghost is going bye bye. We explained right. it. Yeah. Leave us alone. And, and, <laughs> and, and it also, and, and rightfully so, because he's not and, and logistically it's going to cost more money to actually make John physically interact with the wolf. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, and I don't care. It, it would have been the right thing just, to do. I'm just saying, um, I'm I'm just saying, out of all the millions and millions and millions of dollars they've spent on this show, they could have spent another million to give Ghost a proper goodbye. That's all I'm saying. Right. I don't think you understand how big the Starbucks bill is for that show. But, 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 you're right. um, but the biggest point of that scene was basically just to get rid of Giants, Bane, and Ghost because they didn't kill Moffat in the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah, this right. isn't, yeah, I don't have a problem with Giants, Bane leaving and the, the Freemen leaving because that is just not their fight. Right. Well, it, it, yeah, technically it's not, but eventually... Um, the Free Folk don't give two fucks about the Seven Kingdoms. They were willing to chip in to help all of humanity survive, but they've done their part, and now they're going to go back to doing what they do. Right, but I would think they would, they would do it for, for John, not, not for the Seven Kingdoms, but do it for John. So yeah, that's, I, I don't that's, think John was really that... I don't even know the right word to use here. Uh, I, I don't think John cares. Well, <laughs> he, he knows this isn't it, their fight. No, I, I, I agree, but it's just it's just bizarre because he has this extra army that just. Bizarre. Well, they probably it's, cut it's out the scene where they said. Just they probably cut out the scene where Tormund says, "Do you need us in this fight?" And John said, "Nah, we got two dragons. We're good." <laughs> right. For whatever reason, they decided that they just wanted to get rid of the the North people for the rest of the last two episodes for what well, I reason. think it's a matter. Well, th when they get rid of the North people, the only one they're really getting rid of is Tormund. Right. Uh, cause, cause, cause Gilly's not going back. Um, Oh, we did. Well, we did forget, right. or is that, coming well, up yeah, here? We'll, 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 we'll get to that in a second, but, um, but about the, it's just, the it's just army. one, one less ball for the writers to juggle, right. uh, going into the final two episodes. They mm -hmm. have, yeah, uh, have, 160 minutes to deal with already, you know, some 
number of characters, however many characters there are. And I think it was just, it's a logical place for Tormund to make his exit. Yeah, I guess oh. so. I, I, I just felt it was was a little bizarre because I figured that they were going to fight for Jon Snow and that they haven't, they haven't. So I'm feel, it's good with me because that's how they decided to do it. It just doesn't, it also feels a little odd to me as all. Well. Yeah, my, my question is whether, um, is this really the last, or not the last we're seeing, but the last action we're seeing from Brienne? Well, yeah, I, th- I think she's done too. I think she'll be here as a cameo near the end. She might join the battle. Who knows? Well, um, we get, that's one of the other goodbyes we get is uh, Jamie saying goodbye to Brienne. Uh, he decides to go back down south. Now, I'm not entirely clear what his intentions are. Um, I don't know if he's going to stand by Cersei's side once again, or if he wants to uh, try and redeem himself and take her out. Oh, it, it, it was clearly he was the, he was going to stand by her side. However, that's not what's going to happen. He's going to be the one that's probably going to strike her down if it's not Arya. Hmm. Okay. Because or we Tyrion, have those, but yeah, yeah, right, right. But I'm thinking it's going to be Jamie because otherwise they would have just left him in in. Well, you know, have the happy ending with, with Brienne. So my guess is the only reason to have him go down there is because he's going to be in a factor in in either killing Euron or killing Cersei's, one or the other. Yeah. That's my guess. Well, and, and I felt really bad for Brienne because she finally got what she wanted and now it's gone. Right, right. Because, because she, she, unlike Arya, can be both. She can be a lady and a night and, and she had it basically because she's, she's going to be, you know, basically the, the head of the, the, the forces that protect Sansa, which those forces can marry. Unlike the, the old Kingsguard and Jamie was going to be there with her as, as her faithful husband and uh fellow warrior. And now it's all gone. Right. Yeah. But as game of Thrones goes, this is like the, the best version of get what you want that a character I think has had, <laughs> you know, right. it's yep. because, you know, would you like to have at least a one night stand with Jamie, mm-hmm. you know, before he rides off to die in battle? I think she might have signed up for that. Um, even if it was just in a romance novel, um, or erotic fan fiction. Um, but, but yeah, it so, doesn't have to happen that way. It could have happened the way that me and Eric just described it, which is, Jamie could have just stayed, and oh, I'm uh, sure. Oh, it could Jamie's have been idiot, better. So. But all Jamie's the characters could have had a better happy ending than the one that they. The only person got. dumber than Jon Snow is Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's true. Uh, maybe that's, that's, that's true. Well, you know what? He's not really dumb like Jon Snow. He's he's whipped. But that's but well, that's but I think Jon is just dumb. While Jamie's actually pretty smart, it's just that he's whipped. But I think he's doing what what. Theon did is that he he knows and he owned up to all the terrible things he did right which uh, by Game of Thrones standards they're really not all that awful Bran did live <laughs> I mean no they're pretty bad <laughs> um and Mike yeah. uh the king uh he tossed a little boy out a window <laughs> Well, he assassinated the, the, but the boy out of the window is, pretty, is enough. The, the rest, yeah. well, maybe we could we could we could you know find reasons, but the window was. Oh yeah, bad. not to mention multiple incest babies. 
Yeah, well. Yeah, but, but that's not evil. That's just. Well, weird. he assassinated a king that was about to blow up the city. Yeah, that's he pushed like the boy that. out the window because of the little. Because we all know now, Starks just can't keep their mouths shut except for <laughs> Arya. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that would have gotten him and his sister killed, and probably is their father killed and their children killed. So yeah, I could justify it. It's still skeezy, skeevy because it is you know all stemming from something you shouldn't have probably done in the first place. Uh, I'm just saying on a Game of Thrones scale, there have been there are far worse characters. He's not Ramsay Bolton. He's not his own son Joffrey. Uh, he's not Piss Boy. Um, Fair enough. Well, no, no, yeah, uh, I, but he is. I think he is trying to. He's, to, he's, the, he's the League of Theon. I would say Theon is better than Jamie as as a human being. Theon murdered two children to to avoid embarrassment. Yeah, that's true. And, and I'm not saying he's good either. I'm just saying that Jamie. I, I think what I Theon did was worse. Just said. Theon betrayed his right, the family. Giant Giants. I'm fake. just saying he's trying to. Right, I think he's on. trying. To, I'm just saying I think he's trying to right the wrongs that he did as best as he can by getting rid of Cersei. So I don't. Can't I fault him for running off. Do you actually off. think he's going back to kill Cersei's? I don't think he's going back to Boinker. Oh, <laughs> I, based off of what he said, he says, I'm evil. You're actually trying to tell me he was tr- lying to Brienne to, and to trick her? No, he's, 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 he's he coming. He said to that I'm an evil person. I'm going back to, because I'm, I'm with my sister. That's basically what he said. I, no, I well, think he's, no, I don't think that's what he meant. Thing. He said a bunch of bad oh. things about himself. I think he was trying to show that side of himself to Brienne who for the most part has gotten to know the better side of Jamie. Right. Uh, so he was trying to, he was trying to illustrate the fact that, Hey, I'm not this prince that you make me out to be. Uh, I've done my fair share of shit and now I'm going to take care of w- what I help make. Oh, see, I got it where he was saying, telling her basically, I love you, but I love my sister more than, than you. Mm. And I can, I, I'm not going to argue too hard with you on it, but we just saw it differently. Right, and they and they do say at one point that he, you know, sees himself dying in the arms of the woman he loves. But I think that's and some people thought that would be Brienne. I, I still think he loves his sister. I think he recognizes all the bad stuff he's done. I don't think he's embracing his bad side. I don't think he's I'm a villain. And I'm going to go off to continue to be a villain. I think I think he's saying that with well, here's regret. The other I don't thing. think as an empowerment. I think he just, well, here's his, the other his, thing. Well, it's more important for his sister. Here, here's the other thing, Phil. His so. sister took a, a contract out on his life, and he knows that now. Right, but but he's whipped, dude. So you think that even though he knows that she's paid to have him killed, he's still going to go try and get some? I think, I think yeah, I think he wants to make <laughs> All right, we'll find sister. out. Yeah. We'll find out. Well, and I think it's going to be both. He's going to try to make amends to, with his sister, and then he's going to have to kill her because she's going to say, fuck you, and go nuts and try to kill him. And that's, or he's going to kill Euron or someone there that's trying to protect her. So, um, and then he's going to die. But I, I got to say, it's going to be him because, because I don't buy the Arya. If if we believe these supernatural stories where Cersei's is going to die by a, a brother, a younger brother, then he's the ultimate opportunity because he's going to be able to get in. She's going well, to pr- talk. Somebody him. mentioned something on Twitter today that intrigued me, which is that, uh. And it was it was Joanna Robinson, and she usually knows what the fuck she's talking about when it comes to Game of Thrones. Uh, and it's she, she, she for mentioned, and she mentioned that that prophecy is in the book and has not been mentioned in the show. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it during that scene uh, when she meets the witch. The prophecy was about her kids. I don't think it was about her death. 
It was about her kids, and it was about um, the, the queen, the young queen that was going to come to take your power away, or something like that. Okay. So you're not wrong about the prophecy existing, but it's a it's a it's a book prophecy, not a show prophecy. All right, I'll have to look at that uh, pre-credit scene again. But um, uh, all right, so then if that's the case, then Arya could could kill her if if they are going to change it from the book. But well, at this s- point, they're really just doing whatever the hell they feel like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they admitted that Lady Mormont and Jor Jorah's death were were created specifically at that moment because they felt it would work at those moments. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and they didn't mention anything about this is how you know it was outlined by. Martin or anything like that. So right. I would agree with you. And, well, yeah, well, Martin gave them broad and, strokes, not fine and, details. Well, plus they've already written out major characters like the Griff and Lady Stoneheart anyway. So yeah, you're and, absolutely right. Well, supposedly, they're, they're, and I don't know if this is true or not, supposedly a lot of that stuff that was written out was what Martin told them to take out. Um, or some of that was. Um, or rather, rather he told them it was inconsequential, so they chose to leave it out. It was, no, it may have been inconsequential to who sits on the throne, maybe. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But again, uh, obviously Lady Stoneheart was never going to sit on the throne, but... <laughs> True. Obviously, right? But but obviously, she may have had an influence. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So so whatever reason, whether it was Martin said you can toss it, or he said it, well, these stories lead here, and they said, all right, we're just going to write those stories out, or if they're just playing with... What they the characters that they have now, uh, mm-hmm. we don't know. We, we really don't know. Um, and then the last goodbye we have is um, Sam and Gilly saying goodbye to John, and John hugs Gilly and then like looks at her like, mm? and uh, yeah, she's pregnant. So uh, I thought it was kind of funny when Sam's like, well, it was winter and there's not much to do, and you can only read so many books, and 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 Gilly's like. I think he knows how it happened. <laughs> and we're going to name funny. him John if it's a boy. Well, I hope it's a girl. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. They, John's a strange guy because I, I wonder if it's just because he's a bastard. Because why? That basically means he hates himself. It's like, why do you he hate does him? himself? Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. Why? Well, and he doesn't he make a comment way early in the season, in the first season, I think. Or uh, it was a second where he says he doesn't want to make any more bastards, right? When he has a ch- the chance to be with a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also he's got a name issue right now uh, because John is not really his name, even though it's really his name. Right. True. True. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, the snow he can get rid of anyway because uh, we've seen Ramsey Bolton, we've seen Gendry Baratheon. Um, you know, th- these folks getting. Uh, the name, even though they were bastards, so that the name doesn't matter. He can call himself Targaryen or, or Stark or or Dash between the two if he prefers, but that's not the issue. So, but yeah, I think it's obviously partly it's his identity now that he knows who he he really is, which is he was a person that was being protected by his uncle, who was his adoptive father, and you know these things can mess up people too. But I, I can't believe it's to the point where. I hate myself. Don't, I hope it's a boy, a girl, you know, it's just like, well, he's hated himself for so long. Uh, because since he was a kid, you know, people are calling him a bastard and they used to make him sit at a separate table when he was eating and, and all that. Uh, and that kind of shit leaves its mark. So even even though he's grown up and 
and yeah, and, and even though he's grown up and has, has earned his place in the world, uh, there's still always going to be that part of himself that thinks of himself as a worthless bastard because everybody for the first whatever 18 years of his life told him he's a worthless bastard. Right. right. Well, the whole thing is very curious, too, because, right, I mean, one of the first things he does in the series is he joins the Night Watch. And we know the moment you join the Night Watch, you remove all claims to any anything because the Meister of the Night's Watch was a Targaryen. Uh, Mormont, the, the head of the, the Night's Watch, was a, was a uh, well, Mormont. Uh, the guy that trained all the knights that eventually was hung by Jon Snow was from a was the leader of a big house before he lost in the Baratheon War, and he had to do the the thing. So, so for whatever, so Ned already knew that this is the rightful heir to the throne. But I guess maybe at that point he says, you know what, he's never going to be on the throne. So I, this is probably the best way to protect him. I, I don't right, know. right, right, right. And, well, and of and, course, and, all those oaths only matter until death, which he's done. And I had an interesting thought cross my mind. Uh, during the feast scene, when when Tormund was going on and on about how awesome John is, uh, I think this is the first time it's been publicly mentioned uh, that John died and came back to life. Yeah, uh, thank you. Tormund uh, belts out that story pretty loudly at the feast, and I was kind of surprised that there was no reaction from Danny on that. Because um, here's the thing: is that John John say what you will about him. He, he's, he's definitely not a perfect human being, uh, but he's got a following, right? Uh, he's got a bunch of people in his corner that want to follow Jon Snow. Um, and uh, if this Aegon Targaryen thing becomes uh, an issue, I think it only gets multiplied when you add in something like, oh yeah, by the way, he came back from the dead to lead us. <laughs> So I just thought it was interesting that that got uh, stated so loudly, so publicly for the first time. It did. Yeah, and I, I saw that. There's been, she knows about it, kind of. Right? Uh, it's Davos been... tried to say something in front of her, and John kind of elbow, elbowed him to get him to shut up. Right, and she's obviously seen the scars, so she right. has a pretty good idea, but this is the first real confirmation she had that... Oh, and you got to remember, she comes from, uh, or, well, not from, but, but her most of her childhood was in Esteros, and Ester, or whatever that area is called, Essos, and in Essos, um, the Lord of Light is, is huge. Those witches are everywhere. So she's very familiar with, with all this crap. Mm -hmm. So it makes it more poignant, too, Mike. So, yes, yeah, so, yeah, we don't get a follow-up on that. That was a missed opportunity, even just to give her a reaction shot. Right. Um, as opposed to just watching him being fawned over. Mm -hmm. um, no, I thought I thought we should have, I, I would have liked to have seen that land with Danny, see her realize, holy shit, he's actually come back from the dead. But they chose not to do that. Right. Right. But again, if they, if they went through the book, they could have said stuff like she was familiar with this and it was, uh, you know, because of Essos and where she lived and all that, too. So, yeah, but it's not a book. I know. So so that's my point is that it's like they just had to uh, gloss over it because or they could have just not even said it out loud at all. Right. Mm -hmm. But 
But I mean, but the fact that they they did it the way they did it makes me think it's going to come up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. I, I I don't know when or how, but I think it'll. I think oh, I, that's I not, the, that, that's not the last you. we've heard about John coming back. I already from know, the dead. Eric. I already know it's going to happen in the next two episodes. Well, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll do you one better. I think it's going to come up in two episodes. Oh boy! So all right, this is why they pay us the big bucks, folks. Are are we done in Winterfell? Yes. All right. So now I'm going to reenact a scene. I'm going to be playing the part of Regal the Dragon. Oh man, it's been a long trip. I'm kind of sore after you know doing my part in that great war. Uh, taking out Viserion, taking him out of the sky and knocking the Night King off and doing my part in that battle. Man, I got wounded pretty badly. I would have liked some time to rest, but man, you know how mom gets. Uh, But it's a nice sunny day. I'm enjoying flying here with my brother and my mom. And ow! Hey, what the fuck? Ah, it's Piss Boy. Ah! Splash! Well done, Derek. That was excellent. Yeah. Sounded oh my just God, like it, too. This was horrible. <laughs> well, it was disappointing, but I felt it was more disappointing that Yaron then shot at Danny and Mister. Yeah, see, nobody cares about you. But That was unfortunate. Um, but <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Rangel was a good boy, okay? He, he, he could have eaten Tyrion. He didn't. All right? Uh, he played his part in the Great War. He was a he was a war hero. Uh, without him, the Night King doesn't get taken out, right? Um, I'll even go back to way back when they were in Slaver's Bay, right? And <laughs> right? and Drogon killed the Shepherd's Boy, and him a Viserion got stuck in the closet for like months on end. <laughs> right, he got punished and like what the fuck Drogon's did I do? Doing. Yeah, exactly. So Rhaegal was a good boy, and for him to get taken out like a chump like this was very upsetting to me. I think if they were going to have Rhaegal leave the show, they should have had him die as a result of his wounds in battle, at least give him an honorable death, instead of getting taken out by a cheap shot from Piss Boy. Well, that's the thing. It, it wasn't necessarily a cheap shot. It was, it was, it was absolutely a, a cheap shot. It was, it was absolutely a brilliant strategic move. However... Yeah. I, I, again, see, you're doing what I do with Sansa. Like, you can't do this. Sansa's the best. You're doing the same thing. So I, 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 I never I, said I wasn't. I, I no, I'm, I'm tipping, I'm tipping, I'm tipping my hat, to you, tipping my hat to you because I know how you feel. Um, however, if we look at it where we are unbiased uh, of Sansa Why would we do and Rhaegar and all these things, uh, it was a brilliant move, and I understand why the the story does it this way instead of the way you suggest Eric is because they want to show the power of, um, and the, and the, yeah, I guess simply the power of, of Cersei's and her, her, oh, and, and not just her power, but, but also her willingness to go all out and take cheap shots. Yeah. Um, there's I, no cheap, no cheap shots in, in, in Wolf, my friend. Uh, yeah. You I, fight, I have you don't fight fair. Right. So when you, when you capture unruly leaders, just, Burn them alive. Um, so I say that I just said you fight. You fight to win. You don't fight fair. <laughs> no. So I see. I I 
don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but certainly the thought had occurred to me that they had time to build more scorpions. Um, I was expecting them to be mounted around the, the castle. And, right. you know, Drogon was able to dodge one earlier. Uh, I wouldn't expect to work again. Once here. He, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, and now he had, right, now he had a whole uh, flotilla of them. But I, I didn't think about putting him on the ships. Um, this is one of those places where I'm really, you know, those little irritations about them not uh, giving a clear indication of the time that has passed on this show at any point since the beginning. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like, cause what, what, what do we used to say? The teleportation of, of Lord Bayless? Yeah, uh, 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 yeah. Lord Bayless, because he would be... Or Maris was usually the one, but yeah. Or, or, or Baelish. Baelish. I'm talking about Baelish, because yeah. he used to pop up in all these places, and it's like, how did he get there in, in 10 seconds? But exactly. Well, and, and they say, the showrunners will say that months will pass between scenes in some cases, especially the last two Right, but we don't know seasons, that. But we don't know, right, we don't know right, that. Right. And then no, we're led to the impression that they have exactly one conversation for those months that go by. Um, so, I, you know, I didn't get the sense that that much time had passed since the meeting down in King's Landing, you know, that they had time to now build off, you know, to to improve well, the scorpion so it's now got thing. six arms larger <laughs> right and build you know 40 of them well, um, here's the thing yeah I, I think the first time okay i think kyburn was working by himself in the dungeon uh, with this little secret project right? right uh when he came up with the first scorpion that didn't that wasn't as powerful um after after everybody goes up north to fight the great war Jamie leaves, right? Yeah. And if we're going to <laughs> cling to some kind of continuity here, I believe it's stated in the first season um, that it took Robert Baratheon a month to get to Winterfell, right? Right. So if we assume, and this is an assumption, but if we assume that uh, Jamie had to take a month to get up to Winterfell. That's how long it took before the battle actually happened. I see. I'm not sure it would take that long because he's not in a procession. Well, e- even you're right. That, I was thinking yeah, that too. Okay. But even if it took a few weeks instead of a month, the point is, is that the viewer, meaning us, besides you are, you, you actually remembered, but I mean, I didn't remember that line where Baratheon, you know, cause it was, eight seasons ago and 10 years ago when it was first said, probably. So it it's, it's kind of hard to believe that most viewers, even the diehards would remember exactly how long it time would pass to get from here to there. Oh, when they, when they were all arguing about everyone teleporting last season, it came up. That, yeah. that was the thing that people kept bringing up. It took Robert Baratheon a month. Well, you know, he's the king. They're going slow, well, so he has a comfy ride. We're, we're going off track here. Yeah. Uh, but I understand what you're saying about about there being a, not a better idea of how much time has passed. Um, right, but I'm perfectly willing to accept, okay, so they had enough time to build the right. things. And by the time we saw the first Scorpion in action, they might have already been developing and building Version Scorpion 2.0, 2.0 yeah. and, right, right, right. and mass production underneath the, 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 the tombs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right, well, and, and how long did it, did it take the the um, new army to come over from Essos. You know, I mean, it happened between the two season, season finales. Seven, season eight, yeah, yeah, right, right. And we don't really know how much time passed there either. So, 
I, again, it really doesn't matter. I guess it, it really comes down to, as, as Mike likes to always say, plot convenience. And no, but really, it's, uh, this is this is not a welcome development for me, and I fear for Drogon. I'm going to be really upset if Drogon dies before the end of the series. If we end the series with no dragons, that's the worst possible outcome from my perspective. Because I want the show to be about the dragons. <laughs> well, I think the the prequel series, you know, that's coming yeah, up that about, about the Long Night. I think there's dragons in that, and there might be a plethora of dragons. Well, Although, it's it's going to be a bummer. Like the world was without dragons, and we had yeah. these three eggs, and they all hatch, uh, and they're all male. Which is, I don't know how dragon reproduction works, but I'm assuming you need a male and a female. Um, to get more eggs, like like if they end the series with Drogon dead and like nobody's found more eggs, I'm just gonna be bummed. That's all I'm saying. Well, they, well, they, yeah, I mean, obviously like if it's the end of Dragons and and Westeros, that's gonna bum me out. All right, yeah, I guess. Um, but um, the ch- the gender obviously is important because they wouldn't say they're male dragons, right? They would just say they're mules. So, I I guess. There, there's got to be female dragons out there, that and they're just extinct with the, the other Maybe two I'll have billion. Maybe i that other book that George R. R. Martin wrote and see what well, I can find out about dragons. Yeah, well, here's my question: how 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 exactly does one sex a dragon? Very carefully. Right. Oh. I mean, <laughs> right, now we're getting a little off. No, I'm literally no, really literally. I mean, if you if you have a layperson pick up a snake, <laughs> they can't tell if it's a male or a female. Okay, that's okay. fine. We haven't had All dragons right. for it's centuries. Not, not really. Yeah, let's move on. Who knows? <laughs> it's, it's not it right. could be Lady Drogon. I'm, I'm Lady, sure our list, listeners Drogon. listeners like the humor, but I think they, they prefer... It's not a humor. It's a legitimate point. I, we, I, we don't I think know. I, I think they prefer the dissection in our opinions on, on the show rather than snake. Uh, Eric uh, is talking uh, about maybe no dragon. I'm just organs. saying maybe, maybe Drogon lays an egg. That would be awesome. I would be on board with Drogon laying an egg. So, what does he say? What does Mr. Goldblum say in Jurassic Park? Life will find a way. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rhaegal gets taken out with a cheap shot. And uh, Piss Boy does some serious damage to uh, Danny's fleet um, and kills a whole bunch of Unsullied um, and captures Melisandre. Or not Melisandre, Missende. I always get those two confused. Um, so now Danny's more pissed off than ever because uh, she lost another dragon and uh, Missende got taken captive and she wants to torch King's Landing. And Rory's like, no, 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 no. Um, and this is when we have um, uh, Viserys, or is it Varys? I always get confused. There are too many similar names on the show. Varys. Um, say his piece when they're standing at the strategy table. He's like, you made me swear to you if I ever thought you were making a mistake that I would say so to your face. Well, this is me right now telling you to your face that I think you're making a mistake. Um, he's he's like, you can't just torch everybody <laughs> in King's Landing. That's, that's not the way to go. Um and so they decided an alternative to at least uh, parlay with Cersei so that everybody will know that they gave her a way out and she did not take it before they torched the city. 
Right. So basically, she's saying they're going to be torched no matter what. It's just that. She's, she's, she's like, she's like, well, I'm still going to torch the city, but I'm going to make sure they know it's her fault. Uh, <laughs> well, that matters politically. You know, yeah. it matters. You know what? I I don't think so because I think the the people in the city are going to back their leader, even if they hate the leader. Well, and here's the thing, the it's foreign foreign matter, he'll be dead. Is to her credit, Cersei has done invader, a pretty good job of propaganda. Dude, dude uh, I, I think a, a lot of folks here in the States wouldn't want, want no Russians coming over here. And they wouldn't say, yeah, we got a poly and get, let them take over. No, it's not going to happen. Like, well, and yeah, the, but, it's, it wrong-headedly, but, but it's also, uh, she has the support of like the leader from Dorne. She's got some of the support of the, the lands down south. I know, yeah. but I'm talking about the people and, in King's Landing. And they'll they'll all be dead, so who cares who they support? Um, <laughs> I know, but, I'm just saying that's how they're going to think. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. Right, but I'm saying to the people who survived, they'll say, well, she gave them a chance. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. Right, they can at least say, as opposed you mean to... the oh, people shit. not inside the city, you mean the people but outside. But the people on the outside. Right, right, gotcha. But they also could say that she was mentally insane and she just leveled, like, a historic city and killed everybody... Like, that's insane. I mean, it is. Oh, no, she warned them first. I, well, that's true, but I, I give them a chance it, to surrender. All right, not to do another real life thing, sorry, Art. But when when the oh, missile crisis great. in Cuba happened, oh. the, 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 the guy was pissed <laughs> because <laughs> Kennedy was, was, was planning to start a nuclear war without con- consenting with the NATO allies. Which so has nothing to do with a fictional world with dragons. Yes, it does. Because if you have Danny that s- s- kills all these people, they're not, no one's, people aren't going to just suddenly fall behind and say, well, yeah, you did w- warn them. They're going to say, this woman's fucking insane. We got to take her out. Yeah, I don't think they did that with any of the others. So I don't know that that's the case. But it could. they'll say, well, we just got to make sure we don't piss her off. Right. <laughs> that, that's I possible. mean, let's let's consider the kings that they had, kings and queens they've had. Well, you know, let's also remember Cersei was not voted into power. She blew everybody up. And, and same with Daenerys. She wasn't voted into power. My point that's is, what is I'm that we saying. have It doesn't matter once you blow everybody up. We have a wild card. <laughs> Jon Snow will in no way allow this nut to burn down a, what is he a gonna city get there in time? a million people. Is he going to get there in time? Uh, based off of off the, the, uh, the preview, it seems like he will. Mm. All right. But when in time? Will he get there in time to stop her or in time to go, oh, fuck, what did you do? Well, either or way. Or is he going to go back in time? Either way, he, he's, he's not going to allow it. So if she kills everybody... Then she just sealed her fate. How can you with allow it if he's not there? This is what I'm saying because she would seal his her fate with Jon Snow, and Jon Snow would now know that she's pure evil. I don't think well, he would she's forgive not pure her. Evil. She's just crazy. Uh, crazy she people have bad temper. Therefore, they're evil. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's it's that's semantics. The point is, is if she's crazy or does something evil, th- that like that feed somebody crazy. to a dog. <laughs> No, that that was, that was a, a rapist. But again, let me just say my point. Oh my god! What is my your point fucking point? Is, that you hate point, Danny. That's your point. Oh my god! All right, my point is: is Jon Snow the type of human being he is would become her enemy if he gets there too late, and if he gets there too early, he would in no way allow it 
without him causing a civil war with Danny. That's that my point. Part, that second part I'll get on board with. Uh, I don't think I, I he's not someone to burn a loyalty bridge like that instantly. I because like he's in love with her. I I don't see him turning that quickly. I'm not saying he won't turn eventually. I don't think it'll be on a dime. Like, ooh, now I hate you. Um, and he is a little slow. But, again, <laughs> we're, we're talking about a guy that doesn't want anybody to die. Unless, you know, you have to swing the sword yourself because these people did bad things. But if she just does this, and, and I'm not, you, know, you could be right. He may just go... Oh gee, and be a, a boob like Tyrion and the rest of them, and just watch it happen and, and like cry. But I don't see him that, as that type of person. Well, like the catch is this, this is nuts, and then and I could see Arya being the one to kill her, or right. even Tyrion. And and that's I mean, is there somebody who's really good at sneaking around that knows King's Landing and might be able to infiltrate it and murder the person they want to murder? Mm. Well, that, nobody that, I can that, think of. Well, that's, um, the question is, will the battle happen? Or will will someone be assassinated before the battle occurs? Right. And obviously, Cersei's the the the, the quote unquote villain of the show, so it's most likely going to be her. Actually, you know but, what? Now that you mentioned something, that would be kind of a neat turn if uh, if if Arya took out Danny instead of Cersei. It would be pretty cool because it would be unexpected. It'd be, yeah, it'd be certainly unexpected. Well, the question is, like, what alternative is Danny going to have? Right. So are they going to be able to, to starve them out? I, I think uh, I thought that was a good plan. I think it's a damn good plan. It was a good plan, go. but that was a good plan when they had boats that could stop, that could blockade ships from coming in. They don't have that anymore. They have a dragon who can't get who can't get too close to the castle. Well, right. But he could still he could do a night run on the on uh, Piss Boy's fleet. Right. So the question is, what happens to the, what, you know, can they, until they neutralize, they can't start out the city until they neutralize the fleet. The fleet is right now going to keep those shipping lanes open. Right. And I have a feeling Drogon, maybe not hit on his own, he might have some help, will figure out a way to sink those boats. I'm hoping. I want to well, see, well, based, I based see off of, boats burning. Based off of the preview, it looks like uh, Piss Boy is about to be burned to death. Yes! So, so yeah, so the, the really question is, is it going to be a, war, a battle or not? And I assumed there was going to be, but you guys made me now say, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe it won't, maybe it'll be... Well, well maybe... they've gone on record apparently saying that this battle's even bigger than the last one, so... Okay. Oh, great. Yeah. All right. So if that's the case, then, yeah, I, I, I could see a three-way war. What happens if, if something like that? Three way. Cersei's, third way. Cersei's, Daenerys, and Jon Snow. Jon Snow is the the good, and then Cersei's and, and Daenerys are the two evil idiots. Oh, I don't know, man. He's still you're still trying to force something that's not quite ready to happen. If she starts, I'm telling you, if, I, if she I, starts, I understand army, where you're coming from emotionally, but practically, civilian. he doesn't have an army. Uh, I, I think his it's her army, his. not his army. Well, he, right. has, he has north. The North Army is all his people. How many are left? Five? Right. And, and, and how well, many went up? Be, <laughs> and how many be, went back up north? There's got to be uh, more than, than what's left of her. I mean, they were all, all the Dathraki are dead. Half. No, half of them are dead. 
All right, and half, half the unsullied. She and, had how and, many unsullied to begin with? Twenty thousand. So know. she's got ten thousand left. And how many Zaraki or whatever? You know, I have a, a lot. lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know what the north. So I, I really couldn't tell you. I I would not like Jon Snow's odds going up against both Cersei and Danny. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not saying he's has to fight both because Cersei and Danny are going to be fighting each other too. Right, but now you're in a position. This is Phil. You'll appreciate this. You are in the uh, if you remove the person of Danny from it. Yeah. You are in the Truman position of, do you just drop the bomb and right. accept the civilian casualties and get it over with, yep. or do you stretch it out longer and look at prolonged casualties that way? Um, well, there's a difference, though. You can, you can like we, Eric said, you, or it was you, Mike, which is you can uh, surround the city. Well, they can't right now because of Euron's fleet. Okay. And they said that, that we'll have, because they say that in the strategy. Right, and, jo- and they say that, well, any ships that come in, Drogon will destroy them. And we saw what happened when the dragons went up against the ships. I do think Danny missed an opportunity, unless I don't understand the logistics of those scorpions. Yeah. Because Drogon flies in, I swear every single ship fired its bolt at the same time. And they all missed. So and they all missed. torched them but, all right then. And that he should have, yeah. yeah, they should have torched them right at the that same second. Thought. Yeah, but it, it, was, it was, again, plot convenience. Well, it's <laughs> plot contrivance, but it's also key to the moment right and that's like oh shit i know what i should have done um but then then to get that opportunity again means going kind of back within the line of fire but either way um i i personally don't see john snow allowing her to do it and if she does it then he would she he would have a mark uh a marksman shot mark on her but Again, you may be right. King. Maybe, maybe or the queen. two of them, maybe the two of them, Danny and, and Cersei's will be assassinated before the, this show is over. We'll find out. But again, Mike, you said that. Oh no, the battle's supposed to happen. Well, that's what they said, and I. And again, would there be another battle? I mean, if this ends it, would John start another war after everything that's gone on, with even more casualties? To protest well, the casualties be, the first time? There's, and there's got to be something, because remember back when Bran had a vision and it showed the shadow of a dragon flying over King's Landing? That hasn't happened yet. So I think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen in the next two episodes. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, I don't see... If John would be morally compromised based off of how they build him up for the past seven seasons to not Maybe yeah, maybe he's gonna kill Danny. Maybe he will have to kill Danny after Cersei's taken out. I don't see him turning against Danny like that. I just don't. I, I mean, I, I know where you're coming I, from from a moral standpoint. I don't think Jamie, he's that hot headed. I don't think he's James. No, he's not. He's he's Ned Stark. He's he's a guy that that honor and loyalty, and mm-hmm. and he would not have loyalty. honor. He wouldn't have honor with loyalty if. He stays with someone that, that mass murdered people, and that's that's living a lie is a lead, leading a lie. I I think you're putting more stock in his morality than his logic. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. No, I I I'm I'm on board with his his. No, morality. I don't see I don't see him. He's his queen, so he's he's on board. Uh, I can see him walking I, I away from her 
I don't yeah, actually I, see him starting a war with her. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking he would be, he may have to. You're trying to find a way to come up with everybody no, in the show to no, turn against the person no, you hate. No, no, I'm making a point, which is Jon Snow is not a mass murderer. In his eyes, this will be mass murder. I and don't he know. Can't it's a war, man. There have been other well, wars. Again, no. This he is didn't John turn Snow on. Here. He didn't turn on Rob for for killing all those Lannisters. No, that was battle. That was that was that was the battle. So is this? All, They've just got a better got, weapon. No, they were all soldiers. It's not civilians. Mm, okay. No, that's a valid point. So, but again, we're, we're going to find out, right? We only have two episodes, so we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. But it's it's something uh, to think about. Is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And it's no, I, it's not because I hate Danny, Mike. It's it's because I'm just looking at the character of Jon Snow, and I, I just don't see... I'm saying I don't see him starting a war over this. Well, I didn't say necessarily a war, but I could see him walking away, like you said, or he would have to swing the sword, meaning kill All him. right, well, you were, you were just talking about a three-way battle, but let's move on. <laughs> battle would be to, to stop her from doing it, and then she would have started attacking him. I don't see how that all works out. No, I was just throwing out a bunch of ver- possibilities. That's just one of them. I'm okay. not saying it's going to happen. All right. uh, so let's talk about the last scene here. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, poor Masende. Um, um, I'm, not, I'm not that sorry about her. She, she was a war criminal. What? She what are you talking she, about. She was the one that participated in the murder of the t- Tallies. She participated in the murder of many people. You are insane, dude. If, if she was arrested later, she would be. She's arrested. a translator. She was on a boat holding hands with her boyfriend. When? Just before they took her. I'm talking about what she's done in the past. She would be tried. She, she would be translated at, at Nuremberg, dude, if, for the crime she oh, did. Oh, fuck off! There's Phil. There are no war crimes in this in this world, but she's guilty. No, she's not. Point. She not in any way, shape, or she form. She is the driver for ever. the main crew. You're she, insane. She's the, she's the bank. She's you the are bank proving tri- all bank of Mike's points about you just hating everybody that's associated with Danny. Uh, no, I'm making a point. Absolutely. Dude, you guys are blinded yep. by the war crimes that she She, she, she wasn't even there when it happened. Yes, she was. She was there when they, they burned him. No, she wasn't. Yeah, she she was on the rock with, with with him. I'm pretty sure she was. I don't I'm looking at it right now. I don't see her there. Are so you sure saying she was anybody anybody that's in the courtroom where somebody gets sentenced to death is guilty of killing that person? No, no, I didn't say that. I said, I said in this case, if she was there at the Rock when the Tallies were killed, she would be uh, found guilty for war crimes. Why? What was she supposed? What was she supposed to do? You, you, How was is she going do, to stop the dragon? Do what the, the 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 German soldiers did in Serbia, and you and you put down your gun and you go stand next to the people that she are about didn't to get have shot. A fucking gun! She's a translator. Who wasn't there? If she wasn't there, I'll give I'll give you that much. Uh, I, I, actually, no, 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 dude, she you she are crazier hooked, than Danny. She hooked her wagon with 
the evil deity. With the woman who freed her from slavery. Yeah. Right. Remember that part? Dude, I I watched on the waterfront, dude, because he takes you to the polo grounds to see a ball game. Big deal. He's a murderer. She's this a wasn't mur- a ball game. He freed her from slavery. She freed her from slavery. Johnny Friendly gave him good jobs. Big deal. He's a murderer. You're, you're an idiot. Danny is a murderer, and, and the Cindy uh, was Did right nothing. there with her. She was right there with He him. was holding hands with her boyfriend. Literally. She, she, she's part of the enemy, dude. <laughs> so you think, oh my God, you, you, you are insane. She's part of the mil- She's insane. part of the political. Insane. She's part of the, the, the Nazi politicians. She no, she's to- not. She's a German citizen. No, she's not a citizen. She's part of the politics. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, she is. All right, let's disband this podcast, because obviously there's no reasoning with Phil. <laughs> oh, come on. It's a, some good levity. Come on. Pick it, <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, so get, let's get serious again. All right, so so Masendi is um, captured, and, and we have this uh, a very... Uh, uh, Polly scene. Yeah, that's... that's yeah. Good. And this was weird. This yeah. whole thing was weird. Um, oh, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that, that cut scene that was re-added to Lord of the Rings where the mouth comes out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mike, you know what I'm talking about, right? I don't remember it right off the top of my head. Okay, but uh, you remember, right, Eric? Yeah. Thank it was kind of like that. But anyway, continue, Eric. Or so, Mike. They're, at, uh, they're at the walls of uh, King's Landing. And they want to parlay with Cersei. Um, of course, Cersei's not going to come down, so she sends Kyburn. But yeah, there, there are a couple weird things going on. First weird thing, <laughs> they show up with like 20 Unsullied. Yeah. So it's like, if things go south, is that really going to help? Uh, got the dragon there, though. Wasn't the dragon there? Well, in the background, yeah. Uh, dragon was, but, the dragon was far enough away that he wasn't going to get hurt again. But Danny wasn't, so you're you're gonna let your queen just stride up to the gates of the Emony, where they have all these fucking massive crossbows designed for killing dragons that can easily point at a human as well. That's well, gonna you know happen, funny. really. You know it's funny too. It's not just the queen, but it's the queen and all her her leaders. So it's like they don't even have the, the vice president <laughs> hidden in the bunker. You know? Exactly. It's like the entire command. <laughs> Is Varys there? Just, just yeah, lined uh, up yeah, right yeah. there for target practice. Uh, so it's like, what the fuck are they doing here? Um, it's, it's for, it's for uh, suspense and plot contrivance. <laughs> so Tyrion strides up and, and talks to Kyburn and uh, is basically like, uh, surrender or we'll torch the city. And Kyber is like, no, you surrender or we'll kill Masende. Um, and so then Tyrion tries to uh, plead to his sister's better nature uh, and talks about killing her baby inside her as well as her, thinking that'll cock her down. But he's wrong. And <laughs> do you think Euron heard that? Well, I want to I want to go back a, a second because I loved how Kyburn was like, I'm just a mouthpiece here. I, I mean. You can tell me all you want, but I, I, I can't bother with you, dude. I'm just telling you what <laughs> right, I'm told right. to say, you know. Which and is so, fair. He was given yeah. instructions. He's following instructions. Right. And that's when Tyrion wa- just walked by him and, and heads to Cersei. talk to Cersei alone. Yeah. Right. 
starts directly addressing Cersei. And here's the thing I don't understand. Cersei gave, what was it? They said two chests of gold uh, to Bronn to assassinate Tyrion, right? And Jaime, if possible. She's got him right here with dozens of crossbows. Like, really? You can't get the job done yourself? <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, boy. Especially, you know she, what? especially Eric, since she had absolutely no intention of actually negotiating anything. Eric, you, know what? you you ruined the scene for me. It was so cool, and now it's like, yeah, it makes no sense. It's all illogical. It's stupid. You ruined it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You ruined my it. summer. Am I am I wrong? <laughs> I guess not. And, that's that's depressing. And again, can I ask? What, did do you think Euron heard Tyrion? Yeah, I was thinking that too, Mike. When, when it happened. Because it's like, wait a minute. I didn't fuck you since after you saw him last time. How does he know you're pregnant if you just got pregnant with my child? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, news travels. Well, yeah, apparently. Yeah, because it was kind of bizarre that that was, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so all that happens, and uh, Cersei's not going to negotiate a surrender, so she has the mountain, the head, Masandi, whose last word is Dracarys. So she basically tells Danny, burn the place down. See, she's a mass murderer, I told you. She didn't do it. She just encouraged it. Um, right, right. Encouragement it counts as, as war crimes. Uh, <laughs> so she no longer has a head. Grey Worm is very upset. And Danny is very, very upset. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, I did like how they, they tried to pretend that Cersei's may give in you know thinking about it and the tears because she's thinking of her children and all this and and then it's like she she is cersei's and it, so it was awesome it's like no way that was awesome. well it's cersei i really didn't think she was gonna surrender yeah right, right. i mean pretty much but but it, it was just like no way. i thought she was gonna actually push Vicendi. I thought that was going to happen too. Yeah, that would have been like hilarious. <laughs> but this, I'm so, you know what was sad is that it was definitely out of character for Cersei's. Was she actually let her her have her final word? Cersei's mm-hmm. not that. Cersei's is is a is a friggin' mafia hitman. She's the type that would just it's all business. You're dead. None of this. Any last words? Do you want me to help your family? No, no, I, I, but she has a sense for a little theatrics at time. So, all right, I'll give you that, Mike. I'll give you that. Yeah, that's true. She does like the theatrics, but <laughs> I, I thought it was um, pretty interesting how, like, once she, you know, gave the nod, the mouth just like took her out. It wasn't like a pause or you know practice and swing or anything like that. Nope, I'm just swing boom done. Yep. So that's uh, that's where it was left before next episode, right? And now, what's silly? And and I got to say that look that Danny had on her face in the closing shot was pretty ferocious. Well, and now this is making me depressed because right after they killed Masande, you're right. They should have just shot all the arrows and took out the rest of them. Well, I suspect no matter how it was framed that everybody except for Tyrion was standing outside of range. Maybe. I don't see how that could be true. Yeah. You don't think the scorpions can shoot further than that? 
Well, yeah. and, and when you have TV 20... shows have a habit of moving people closer so that everyone can get in frame for dramatic purposes. I I, I understand that. I'm just saying <laughs> they didn't uh-huh. set it up well. Yeah, it wasn't really set up. No, I, I agree. Um, yeah. But the but the the question about Tyrion is, yeah, I mean, what exactly is she? What is she plotting? Right. Oh well, I'll tell you one thing. I think it was brilliant, and I think I texted you, Eric, or someone I texted. Maybe it was Sean Fox, and I said it was brilliant that she did this because what it is, it's not has nothing to do with Miss Sandy. It has nothing to do with the war. It's to have Danny go nuts because she. I think oh, she knows Danny's in, right, and oh, yeah, Danny it's goes nuts, warfare for sure. Yeah, if Danny goes nuts, then. In her mind, if everything goes plan- as planned, Danny's done. Whether it's by her or by her own people, Danny is is gone because someone, whether it's Varys, Tyrion, someone's going to go. Yeah, yeah, we can't have this. So yeah, no, I disagree with you because when depending okay. on what's done, mm-hmm. um, the people on your side, you know, it's they're they're just as like you know like with Pearl Harbor. Yeah, go fucking nuts. They deserve to be uh, to, for you to just to burn it all down, you know. And now I don't know that anybody's going to care about Missendi other than Grey Worm mm-hmm. uh, oh, and Danny. Yeah, right. But you know, it's I, I don't well, I don't know that I would falter for going nuts at that particular moment. Well, and, oh, and but, but I think that up, was the intention. It was intentional right. to have her so. And you brought up Grey Worm. I just, I can't, I don't know the actor's name that plays Grey Worm, but I thought he did a really good job in that final shot of uh, being absolutely devastated, but trying to keep his shit together. You know, it's true that he he was excellent because he's a good actor. But the problem is, is that their scenes between him and Masande were so far in between. Yeah, yeah. That it literally hit me that hard. And again, it, it could have done for many of our listeners who watched the show and listened to our podcast. It, it probably did, but they're so secondary of characters, especially gray worm mm-hmm. because he's never, he's, you know, I mean, Missandei's always in every scene pretty much that Danny's in, um, that, it, yeah, I, I don't think, I think it, it felt like you said, Mike, about Jorah Mormont and, and Theon. It's like, okay, we knew they were going to die. Um, and and though we didn't necessarily know Missandei was going to die, I don't think the impact was as in, strong as it could have been. Though well, Doris had a "I'm going to die" stamp on his head, like since season one. I mean, he's 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 been been heading to this. I'm going to die for my Khaleesi thing, going for a long, long time, um, almost as long as Jorah. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? Weren't you talking about Grey Worm? No, I was talking about Jorah. Oh, sorry. So so that's part of the reason Jorah finally doing it. It's kind of, yeah, we knew this was happening a long time ago. Here, this is a story. They have they have had this romance between the two of them developing over about three or four years now. Between Missendi and Grey Worm. And they've been doing this little story. So I think it's a, you know, it's it's a little bit of a different thing, especially since most of us assumed if somebody was dying, it would have been Grey Worm. And so they flipped it around by killing Masende instead. Right. Everybody was expecting Grey Worm to die, including myself. At least I two times now. Make it out of the battle. 
He still may right. die, too, but we don't know. Oh, he still might. Probably will. He'll probably now go on his suicide mission. Yes. He now has as, as much a reason to kill the mountain and uh, and Cersei as, as, as anybody else as does. Else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm I'm not happy that this battle is looking as even as it does. <laughs> well, that's the main reason they killed off the dragon. I know it still pisses me off. Yeah. Oh, why is that? Eric? Dragon was a good boy. Oh, no, no, I don't mean mean the death of the dragon. What, what do you mean you don't like that it's too even? I, I don't want it to be even. I wanted the dragons to come in and lay waste. Oh, I love watching dragons lay waste. I understand. So the question is, and I know what Phil thinks, you know, because the question has always been about Danny: is is she going to be able to keep her worst natures under control or not? And obviously they have pushed her to the brink with this episode. And, and say, just, next episode will answer that question. It, it better. Because either she's going to be able to keep it together or she isn't. Right. Right. Um, and and, and we, know, we all know Phil thinks that she doesn't have a better nature. The question um, is, is she going to be standing on top of the hill with her arms raised, singing Pearl Jam's A Jeremy with, with arms raised? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I think is going to happen. Or, or right, and will everybody look at it as go, oh, that maybe is a little bit too much, or was it? No, yeah, you were justified to to raise hell down upon them. Um, yeah, so it's really going to be a question of which way they go because it's it could be because you can look at this two ways. Way number one, they're setting it up for her to go fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Way number two, you can look at it is they want us to think she's going to go fucking nuts, mm-hmm. right? But she's not because then you also get a different thing after assuming they f- follow this in this order that they get rid of Cersei. And then you have the issue of John and Danny to deal with in the final episode. It's going to be easier to deal with Don, uh, John and Danny. I think if Danny's gone fucking nuts, right. You know, but do, so do they want it to be that easy or do they want it to be a more complicated issue mm-hmm. or, or will they just be, be uh, cheap? Like they sometimes have, and and just have her say at the, t- Cersei's gone, and then she goes. You know what, John? You are the the true heir, and she she gives it to him. I I just don't see that happening. Well, it's set up to not happen. Yeah, and but they could pull the the rug under it from out from under us, and something like that could happen. Well, and it could even be a thing of you know if she does unleash hell, and you know, could she? like look at what she does and be kind of shocked into re- into the reality of the horrors that she's inflicted. Um, right. It would depend. It depends on who the character is and just how much of her father's daughter she really is. Um, I, and I've said, I said this previously. Uh, I just said it today on, on Facebook. I don't think anybody on the show is in a position to be a really good King or queen. Um, I, you know, either they don't have the support, they don't have the judgment, they don't have the. Well, that's why uh, I've, I've said it's probably going to go seven independent kingdoms. But the guy also, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up being something where, you know, either they separate seven independent kingdoms or they put together. Because what you can look at is they all have different things. Danny has its strength and decisiveness. You know, that's can be important. You know, a little bit of fear isn't a bad thing. John has the honor and the nobility. Um, Sansa has, you know, whatever she has. She has the ability to figure out how much food people need. Um, 
you have um you have all these different things and you know would they then come together as a like a ruling coalition you know you want to break the wheel this would be one way to do it is to have like the equivalent of like a council of lords doing it so you're saying like like uh, united arab emirates i i sure why not that's exactly what i was thinking it's 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 possible Mike. but the 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 thing is is yeah, I mean, you could probably have that because you have a benevolent dictator with revolving each year. One of the various sultans becomes the ruler for the year, and then it goes to the next Dubai, and then it goes to Abu Dhabi or whatever. So it could, that could work. I, if it becomes like a democracy with a congress, I don't see that's working because, I mean, you, you have people in their own parties cutthroat in each other, never mind the, the opposite parties. So that and, and and unlike like uh the italian or the israel um government they're not knifing each other like like the people in this world so i would think it would have to be a dictatorship that is revolving as some sort of council of, like you said that could possibly work i just can't see them Saying, well, who's going? Because you still can't, you still have to have a leader, right? I mean, it's gonna it has to be a revolving leader. Like Sansa would be the leader for one year, and then Jon Snow for another. I mean, would is that what you're implying? Because there's no way you could have. A- I, I don't know. I mean, that that'll be up to the showrunners to figure out the specifics of it, or not, or not. Well, um, that's the thing, right? George R. R. Martin always said the most important thing to him was the aftermath. It's like. How do you tax people? What do you do with the, the, the mountain men that refuse to, you know, join the union, you know, on and on and on. He goes, that's what, what he always said he disliked about Lord of the Rings was because once the war is over, nothing's happy and merry afterwards. There's still going to be all these problems. You know, what do you do with the orcs in the mountains? What do you do? You know, and that's would be curious because Martin, if they follow what Martin would do, they're going to have to figure out i mean i'm sure he has some idea like that you know we'll like, find out i guess I don't know. It's, it's a good question and again we're assuming that everybody survives we're assuming that everybody survives oh not everybody's going to survive no except well all the leaders we're assuming john snow uh danny uh are going to survive i right? wouldn't even place money on that yeah i mean i i'm fairly certain that piss boy and cersei are goners yeah, uh, but I, I'm not. I'm not convinced they don't take uh, either John or Danny or both out with them. Yeah, All right. That's another thing. I, I, we haven't talked about John Snow sacrificing himself. He could die. He could. Yep. And there, there is a possibility for the throne that Phil would probably like, because I don't see Sansa actually being the one on the throne. Um, not the Iron need... Throne. Hmm. Not the Iron Throne. Not the Iron Throne. Right. Well, I, I but... don't think she would, wants to go. Ever no, she wants to leave the North. Right, but we now know that there's a potential heir to the Iron Throne sitting in Storm's End who who just got shot down horribly by one Stark. <laughs> yeah, the poor bastard. Um, yeah, so Arya for the that, Iron that, Throne. That, look, she could do a lot worse than, than, than Gendry. We know of late she's favored men without penises. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe he's willing to accommodate. I don't know. Oh, that was uh, a great line from uh, from Varys in this episode when they're talking about the the lineage and everything, and he goes, and he's talking about how John has has a has a, a stronger claim to the throne. And he goes, 
Because as it turns out, cocks do matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. I, I could see that working because I could see people saying that's a good compromise. I mean, he's the, he, technically, if we stay with the Baratheon line, he's the last of the Baratheons, so that's fine. So put him in power. He's not non-threatening because he's not going to. He's not a Lannister. He's not a Stark. He's not a Dawn or whoever else. And so, he's completely inexperienced, and Sansa has lately been gaining some experience. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, Tyrion! And Tyrion can be the hand. Or I, I don't know, man. Tyrion's been a bit of a letdown lately. Well, oh, Davos, yeah. Davos can be the hand. Is Davos? All right, then Sansa's the hand. I, I'm sorry, I just got confused for a second. What happened to Davos? Where is he? Uh, he might be in the group with John. He's with John. He's okay. With John. okay. All because right. they did do the whole Scooby Doo thing where they all decided to split up. And you gotta <laughs> remember you gotta remember he's with John anyway. He's been with John since John was resurrected. He's not he's not a t he's not a Danny person. Right. I just he's didn't always, remember seeing well, him. That's all. No, he's, he's, he's but he's he was a, the one but he's the I one that suggested. Was, I just didn't him remember up. just then. That's all. What what did you say, Mike? He is the one that suggested pairing them off. Okay. About marrying the right is he he was yes. saying he says he, a yeah. proposal is what I'm proposing. Yes. No, no, but I'm saying his location, he, he would obviously be always with, with John because he's like John's hand. Right. You know. So because he was all he was Stannis' hand, basically. So he he's become John's hand since John was resurrected. Not so, he may have been left in uh, Winterfell to keep an eye on Sansa. But but we always yeah, I I keep on forgetting that yeah, that's true too, Eric. But I always keep on forgetting about Davos too, as if he's because he's always hanging out with Tyrion. So I keep on forgetting that he's actually not with Tyrion. He's right. just not with right. Tyrion. <laughs> and I also like how he keeps on pointing out, yeah, I I keep making it through battles. I have absolutely no fighting skill, <laughs> which is odd because he he's a a good shipper. I mean, he's a good. Uh, a uh, boat captain, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's what he was doing in, in black water. It's just that mm -hmm. they had that special weapon that took him out. But you, right. As a knight, meaning a hand to hand combat person, he's right. You know, he obviously can't do that, it, especially with his hand. Right. I mean, he yep. doesn't even have fingers on one hand. It's almost as bad as Jamie. Yeah. Almost as bad as Jamie. Yeah. I would mention one of the commentary tracks that someone stole the hand, the gold hand. No, the bag of knuckle bones that he would keep carry around with him. Oh, no shit. That someone stole <laughs> that and that he keeps checking on eBay to see if it pops up at any point because he wanted <laughs> right. to take that and he doesn't know what happened to it. Um, one of the more twisted things that I liked is that they let him keep the uh, the little wooden horse that he gave oh, nice. Shireen. The yep. charred. Right. And yeah, so yeah. and he gave that to his daughter. What the fuck? <laughs> Here's the best part. <laughs> And she's holding it, and he has, she has no idea what's coming up. When they watch the episode, she's sitting on the couch holding it. Oh, my God. <laughs> he went, his, his daughter watches, he'd say. No, his daughter, I don't know how old. She's like 16, I think, from what oh, he said. Right. So, right. But, that's, but, that's but, but the daughter was holding it as she's watching her burn. I read that uh, Lady Mormont actually isn't allowed to watch Game of Thrones, and they made an exception to allow her to watch her own death scene. I wonder how, how old good. is how old is she? She's like sixteen. Oh, at this point, fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Oh, why wouldn't they allow her to watch it at the age of fifteen or sixteen? They think it's too violent. 
My God, is she in one of those Bible thumping families or something? No, we're heavily desensitized, and a lot of people have a problem with the type of violence that's on Game of Thrones. Yeah, I guess you're right. But but you know what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but at the age of 16, you figure, well, you know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with parents who don't want their children watching that kind of violence. That's cool. Well, yeah, she's 16 you're trying to be now, but she would have been like fine. 12 probably when she was cast. Mm-hmm. Right, that's true. Yeah, so so obviously when she dies in, in, in the show, her character dies in the show, she's obviously older than when she was cast, that's for sure. She's mm-hmm. banned from watching the show until she's 18. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that true? According to the headline, yeah. it could be oh. fake news. Well, that's okay, that's legit. My parents wouldn't let me watch any R-rated movies except for like two or three before I was 18. So, all right, that's legit. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. Because I, I was able to watch The Thing when I was young because I had read the book. Hey, and so parents let me watch Phil, that. how old were you when you watched Taxi Driver? Well, that was that was a, a PG cut because they had cut How old was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Channel what? 38. It was, There's a oh, PG cut of Taxi Driver? They've, yeah. they've just, you just ruined the legend, Phil. You did. You kind of did, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still pretty, it's still pretty You can edit that out. It was. Yeah, you probably should. Uh, it's still pretty so, violent. But how old were you when you watched Taxi Driver? Uh, what, eleven? Did I say? Thirteen. Ten. 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 Yes, oh, now you're making shit up. The whole yeah. thing's a lie. I'm disillusioned. No, no, no. no. I, I, it was Dana Carvey on the movie loft on Channel Thirty Eight in Boston. Yep. <laughs> I remember that day clearly. It was Robert De Niro. All right, let's wrap this up, shall we? Yes, yes, we can. All right. Anybody else got anything to say about this episode? All right, then. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Listen to us argue about episode number four. Uh, come back next week. We'll talk about episode five, whatever it may be named. And I'm sure we'll have things to say about that, too. <laughs> <laughs>